Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. I love this tune. It is a great tune. This is uh, Dr. Westchesterson. This is the uh, the 413 song. Get this. I'm talking to uh, Dr. Uh, yesterday yeah. uh, via text because he, uh, you know, he packaged this whole thing up for us. And he goes, hey, I'm, uh, I'm doing a tour in April. Ten years this song is that old. Wow. That's how old this is. Ten years? Coming up in April, it'll be ten years that he uh, released that video, which uh, is great. Hey, by the way, this is the Back Steve and Dave show. I, we probably should say that. Yeah, I guess. Well, I did. I said that oh, right away. That, oh, I know. I... Listen, I'm, I'm on top of my game today. Oh, I'm just so excited to jump into all the material this morning that uh, uh, I forget completely forgot where I was and who I am. Uh, starting with the weather, highs in the low 40s oh, today. That, yeah, and, and, and some snow showers likely this evening as well. <laughs> what about traffic? What's the traffic like out there? <laughs> right now, there's nothing. It's dark. Yes, there is. Yeah. Nothing, nothing blocking the system. There is a, there is a carriage overturned in Hubbardston. <laughs> Avoid that at all costs. A high-speed believe- Amish buggy chase or yeah. something? Yeah. Well, the the, the yeah. Hubbardston DPW will be there all day long. I believe that's Route 2X up gotcha. there at Hubbardston. It's 536 <laughs> with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 549 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Highs in the low 40s today. Some snow showers likely this evening. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, welcome! Welcome, Steve. This is a horse of a different color. (laughs) Hey, listen, uh, you know, with all the excitement in the last couple days uh, doing this show, I completely forgot about the SAG Awards. And the only reason why, it wasn't that I forgot, it was I just didn't want to offend anybody. Like, you know, Dave... You've probably got a couple of SAG awards under your belt. Uh, you're getting to that age, Bax. Uh, I'm very you, saggy. Yeah, you've had uh, plenty of SAGs under your oh, belt yeah, for many years. Well, I got them over the belt, actually, too. Yeah. So well, You're bragging. I, I just can't <laughs> believe I forgot this most important award show of all year. I mean, it's, well, it's, it's included in that EGOT thing, right? Uh, the Emmy, uh, yeah. the Grammy, the Oscar, and, and the, the SAGs. Yeah. And the Tony. Yeah. Uh, and, and by the way, the only... Person ever to get all in the same year, right? Was Rita Moreno, who's in that new Tom Brady movie. Does she have a SAG award no, too? No. See? What how could no how could we forget the SAG Awards? Oh my god. Steve, you don't have to justify it to me. Who won the big uh, the big SAGs? The uh 28th uh, Screen Actors Guild Awards, which honors some of the year's best television and film performances, aired on Sunday. The cast of Ted Lasso, Succession, uh, won for the and Succession won for their ensemble work in the best television comedy and dramas categories, while the cast of Coda celebrated their win for the best motion picture ensemble. I gotta tell you, Succession's a great show. But Ted Lasso is awesome, too. Yeah. That's a really cute show. Especially in this day and age when you need something really silly and dumb and fun. Ted Lasso puts a smile on your face. He is the best human. Ted Lasso. I think so, yes. Have you seen the show? Yes. And there's that sign. What's the sign that's, that they believe. all believe? Believe. Believe. Yes. Yeah. I was right. wearing that shirt the other day. You know, anybody <laughs> notice that? No. <laughs> no, I didn't. I don't always notice your shirt. You're telling me you see the show and nobody is saying. Yeah, and you're wearing it. your SAG T-shirt today. Good job. Wearing my SAG T-shirt. I would have mentioned. I would have mentioned the shirt, but I was so busy yeah. going through my notes about the SAG Awards that I just uh, yeah. I didn't pay attention. <laughs> Squid Game. Squid Game actors bested their uh, succession competition in the drama acting categories, 
and both Will Smith and Michael Keaton offered emotional acceptance speeches for their wins in the lead male uh, acting in a motion picture and male actor in a TV movie or miniseries. That is the dope sick. That's that, awesome. Uh, it is that very Michael good. Michael Keaton won for. Yeah. Did you see? Um, did you see Squid Game too? Or I not? did. Yeah. I, weird. I, I did, very weird. It's I mean, a weird thing, but yeah. it's also it was funnier with the the bad subtitles. Yes. When you found out what they really meant, they're like, "That's not what they were talking about." No, I'm sure. I'm sure they they're talking about much different things, and I'm sure the old man wasn't really as bad as he seemed. That's true. Probably yeah. not. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson is the closest thing this world has to an expert on profanity. You know, so maybe it matters how he feels about Joe Rogan saying the N word on his podcast. Sam says, "Quote: There's no context where a white person is ever allowed to say that word. Never mind publicly on a podcast." Say that you're sorry because you want to keep your money, but you are having fun and you say you did it because it was entertaining. But Sam doesn't have a problem with Quentin Tarantino writing the word into his scripts. Uh, quote, every time someone wants an example of the overuse of the N-word, they go to Quentin. It's unfair. And he said he's just telling the story and characters do talk like that. So there's a difference between somebody writing it into a screenplay of what you're doing versus... I understand your point, but you, I don't think you can have your uh, cake and eat it, too. <sighs> you know, I, if you know, you're Tar- ban- Tarantino should not be any more less immune than the rest of us. You know, from a guy like Samuel L. Jackson, if you're going to ban that word, you should ban uh, mother uh, effort, too, mm-hmm. because Good uh, point. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of moms out there that would be very offended to hear that word. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot more mother yeah. efforts than anything right. else out there. Uh, how long have we been hearing about a sequel to Beetlejuice? Way too long. Uh, Brad Pitt's uh, production company, Plan B. Oh, the burger bar? No, that drug that you take after uh, oh, yes. a drunk night. Right. Uh, so what's that mean? Well, it means that they could potentially start filming as early as this summer. The word is that Michael Keaton and Winona Ryder are returning as Beetlejuice and Lydia Dietz, and Tim Burton is coming back to direct. Uh, is Alec Baldwin going to be available? Probably not. <laughs> not if there's ammo around. So, uh, thank Brad Pitt. The long-awaited Beetlejuice 2 is closer because of him. Uh, by the uh, way, Winona Ryder, brilliant in a little scene movie that you guys should check out. I think it's on Netflix or Amazon Prime, and it's uh, Destination Wedding with um, Keanu Reeves. Fantastic dialogue. Really? Made me, made me laugh the whole way through. I'll have to check that and, out. And Winona Ryder has aged very well. I will she's say a, she's a very good-looking yeah. woman and always has been. Mm-hmm. She was in uh, Mr. When she was in Mr. Deeds. She was like, I'm well, like, she was the mom in Stranger Things. She was the mom. Well, she didn't really look too great as the mom in well, Stranger Things. Well, she dressed down, but you know what? That's how people look. Uh, Blake Shelton and Cher met on The Voice in 2013 when she was the mentor for his team. She later called him funny and easy, but they didn't start off on the right foot. During rehearsals, one of the contestants was too timid with the microphone, so Blake gave him a very bold suggestion. He, uh, here he is telling the story. You ready? Yep. I go, man, what are you doing with that microphone? Grab that microphone. Make that microphone your bitch. About the time I said that, Cher goes, what the F did you say? <laughs> Sounds like a Quentin Tarantino script to me. <laughs> she said, Almost. do you have any idea what I stand for? <laughs> Blake had a rare moment of uh, being speechless. Luckily, somebody cracked a joke and everyone laughed. Blake and Cher warmed up to each other after that. He told her his dad had just passed away, and she was his favorite artist of all time. Does that really give you carte blanche because your dad died? Listen, to treat it, a microphone it, like it, a bitch? If it helps you deal with Cher, 
and, and get uh, you know over that hump, mm-hmm. then yes, you yeah. do whatever you can. Uh, six months later, uh, Blake got the surprise of his life when Cher released her new album. Uh, he adds, quote, At the end of her album line, her note, she wrote, I want to dedicate this album to the memory of Dick Shelton. Are you sure she wasn't calling him a dick <laughs> and not referring to his dad? I don't know if that's true. Who but- was named Richard. What? By the way, you sound like Matt Foley doing Blake Shelton a moment ago. Because you're going to be living in a van down by the river. <laughs> Thank you. And that, my friends, is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. yeah. This is John Mayberry, president of... The following takes place between 6 a.m. and 7 a.m. It will be 6 a.m. shortly. We'll have highs in the low 40s today with some snow showers. Likely this evening, the weather is brought to you by Aquapump, an expert on all water uh, water supply systems from the well, through the pump, and into the house. And now your 102-second sports... Starting off with hockey, Springfield Thunderbirds hosting Hershey Friday night, Providence this Saturday night, and they had their military appreciation night last Saturday at Mass Mutual Center. They had those military-inspired specialty jerseys. While they generated almost $30,000 from the auction of those jerseys, money will be dispersed to the USO, the Soldiers' Home in Holyoke, the Wounded Warrior Project, the Springfield Veterans Center, and the American Legion, among others. NHL last night, the Bruins over the Kings 7-0 in Los Angeles as Jake DeBrusque had a hat trick. The Bruins will... He's staying in Southern California. They're facing off against the Anaheim Ducks tonight at 10. Basketball, congrats to the Owls of Westfield State, 22-4. and Off to Rochester, New York for the NCAA D3 basketball tournament. Westfield State will take on Nazareth College in the opening of that tournament this Friday in Rochester. Last night, Fordham beat UMass, 85-73, the Minutemen at 12 and 16 returning home to the Mullins center for senior day tomorrow at seven with a rematch against the Fordham Rams. The Celtics are in Atlanta to host the Hawks, excuse me, the Celtics taking on the Hawks at seven thirty tonight. And uh, you can catch both Celtics basketball and Bruins hockey on our sister station, laser 98, five baseball, Derek Jeter stepping down as CEO of the Miami Marlins, finally coming to his senses on that. And obviously now he's going to have to find a way to make a living. That's it for your 102-second sports. Coming up next in his view from the couch, Bax covers the Major League Baseball negotiations. And now, Bax's view from the couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Okay, so remember when I told you that Major League Baseball was about to start canceling games if they couldn't produce a new labor agreement by the end of the day yesterday? Well, that was before they decided to end their meeting at 2.30 this morning and push the deadline to 5 o'clock this afternoon. That is a 16-hour-long negotiation. That includes regularly scheduled bathroom breaks, lunch, more negotiations, additional bathroom breaks, more talking, dinner, appetizers, dessert, more negotiations, which carried on until 30 minutes before I woke up this morning, only to say, hey, this was so much fun, let's do it again tomorrow. As you know, both Major League Baseball's owners and the Players Union are squabbling over a bunch of provisions that none of us really understand. All you have to know is that after 16 hours, they weren't quite done. And if they can't get it wrapped up by 5 o'clock today, all hell's going to break loose and they'll start canceling regular season games post-haste. Now, I would just like to say 
that after putting in a long four and a half hours of work every single day and really putting my nose to the grindstone, I probably wouldn't be that productive in leveraging my position in a 16-hour-long negotiation. My eyes would glaze over, I'd be fidgeting in my seat, I'd likely be riddled with deep vein thrombosis. For all I know, I could be passed out by 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and unless Commissioner Rob Manfred's got a big fat bag of smelling salts, I'm not sure I could be revived. 16 hours of listening to non-stop horse crap would be just about enough to put me over the edge. I don't even like doing things that are enjoyable for that length of time. Never mind talking about revamping arbitration provisions, service time structure, or an expanded playoff system. I just don't have that sort of attention span. And then to find out that I have to be back by 11 o'clock this morning with nothing to look forward to but stale coffee and leftovers from the night before? Forget about it. But hey, and if my happens, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, I'm looking at five DeWalt power tools on sale this month at Rocky's for 100 bucks each. I'm looking on my phone, on the Rocky's app. You can even look in your laptop at Rocky's.com or pick up the sales flyer in the store. What's on sale at Rocky's? The sales flyer is online, on the app, and on paper at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Back, Steve and Dave. I read somewhere that Tom Petty was the best writer of the first lines of music in the history of classic rock. Well, it was a beautiful day. The sun beat down. I had the radio on. I was driving. There you go. That is a great tune. He, 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 he wrote that. While, he wrote that while he was driving. Wouldn't okay. that be dangerous? Yeah, I'm sure there was some marijuana involved. In oh that yeah, too. no, oh, yeah. not with that guy. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today: going to see uh, little mini marshmallows in the sky today, with a high of 39. Tomorrow, blinking yellow butthole and a high of 41. <laughs> it's uh, it's dark right now in 16 in downtown Springfield. You know, uh, for for many people, uh, yesterday was the very first time that they had realized that. Uh, is a new show. Mm-hmm. It's now the Bax, Steve, and Dave show. It what? Yes. When were you going to tell me this? <laughs> News to us. I wanted to ease you into this, Steve. Uh-huh. I know you don't really like surprises, and so I didn't want. I don't want to shock you. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, yesterday was the first show. Today is, uh, is show number two. And no, we are, we are not going to have a running tally as we move forward in the next couple of months because that would be. Uh, well, that would really be self. It's like Nightline used to do with yeah. Ted Koppel. We're not. Right? We're not. Yeah, right. right. It's on like the hostage situation. <laughs> exactly. Although the parallels are yeah. un- uncanny for sure. So anyway, uh, you know, there were people who uh, automatically felt that it was uh, it was uh, up to them to give automatic criticism mm-hmm. after only uh, one show. And I got you know a bunch of you know a bunch of comments on on Facebook, and you know most of them were pretty good. I mean, mm-hmm. there are a couple of people that uh, you know aren't uh, aren't happy, and you know what 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 have you. But uh, I had to address this one, and I don't know why this guy. Mm. Uh, made me want to respond, but for okay. some reason, I just felt uh, I needed to respond. Bring Plus, it on. Bring here, it on. Here's this guy. The guy's name is Frank. Mm-hmm. Here's the comment he left. You and Steve are great together. There's a nice, smooth flow. Great unity and understanding of each other's styles and ways. But Dave, I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> I mean, his voice is irritating. He tries to be with it for the listening audience, but it's just not working and clicking. Mm. He's been there for quite a while on and off. It's it's not like he's a newbie coming in, but you think you would have lost a lot of listeners. Let's hope it's not a mass exodus now. I don't think it's going to work. Wow. I, Sorry, Dave. Yeah. That's my uh, throwaway screen name, by the way. <laughs> You're Frank? Yeah, I'm Frank. All right. So here and, was... And God forbid I should try and be, quote, 
with it. So I with thought. The so I thought. Listen, okay, it's our first show. Mm-hmm. I need to respond. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And so this is this is my response. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey Frank, I don't know what you do, but let's say you made cakes for a living and you were proud of your cakes. How would you feel if I went into your cake making place, looked around for a half a second, didn't order anything, and told you, "Hey Frank, your cakes are terrible." I suppose that wouldn't be fair as you tried to make the best cakes that you could without actually knowing what those cakes actually tasted like or what went into the cakes you've made. So would it be entirely fair to judge the new show despite having limited knowledge of what it sounded like or having a full understanding of the delicate complexities of why there's a new show in the first place? I would think not. I would instead ask for patience and understanding that we, too, are trying to make cake and delicious ones, too. In other words, let's see how our second show goes. <laughs> and it got the, a great deal of response. Good for you. Yes. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. So there you go. Thank you, there you go. Thank you, Listen, yes. Dave, uh, you, got, uh, you got your work cut out for <laughs> hey, you. Hey, look, but I may not be able to do radio, but I could make a cake as long as it's a simple Duncan Hines kind of like thing. We're like three idiots sitting yeah. around here making cake. Mm-hmm. And I had a couple people say, hey, I like cake. I had one guy said, I don't like eating cake. I said, dude, <laughs> it's a metaphorical <laughs> cake. It's not a real cake. Yeah, but you know what? You said the word cake and everybody loves cake at some point in their lives and they want that cake yes i understand that you but you have you've this is what you did you took the heat off of dave Thank by you. talking about cake yes and all of a sudden people are now all up in arms about cake what's the best kind of cake what about that yellow one that entomans makes with the delicious chocolate frosting over oh the top yeah those of it? are good i cakes. love that those yeah are good cakes a good coffee cake would be good mm-hmm. and yet here it is fat tuesday i don't see any coffee cake it is Mardi Gras today. How'd March sneak up on I us don't like know. this, well, by the way? Maybe we can talk about that a little bit you later. Know what, but- uh, this is just Tuesday for me. <laughs> you see, every yeah. every Monday through Friday is a, is a fat weekday. Yeah, for guys like us. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stuff my face and uh, celebrate the the fact that Ash Wednesday is tomorrow. That can't I can't wait for that. Sure, that's, well, that's gonna be good. We'll talk more about yeah. Mardi Gras a little bit later on. But let's yeah. talk about the cake. Yeah, yeah again, it's uh, it's day one. I thought uh, that uh, everything went fine. Nobody uh, blew anything up. Right, and the response online was uh, for the most part pretty positive. Well, there were some other responses that I saw online as well. This one said that, "Hey, I've got the new show down now." He says, and I won't say the guy's name, mm-hmm. but he says, "Bax is the sarcastic cynic." Steve, wait, whoa, whoa, what? What? Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. What does that mean? <laughs> hey, sarcastic cynic. Have you, Steve? You know me for what? 18, 19 years. Yeah. You ever know me to be a sarcastic cynic? N- Ever, never once. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Steve, and again, I'm quoting from this yeah. guy's comments. Steve is the irreverent comedian and smartass. No, I'm not. No, see, comedian smartass. Yeah, and comedians are typically funny. And I meant that as a yeah, sarcastic you know way. What? Uh, you better uh, watch what you're doing over there. <laughs> and according to this guy's comment, I am more the, quote, straight man with the wit and the content. <sighs> this guy has no idea what this show is about, does like he? He's never listened to the show a day <laughs> in his life. Wit? What? Yeah, right. Wit? I got nothing. <laughs> How about it's something that rhymes with wit, but not something that we can say on the air? The, the S word. Yeah, something mm-hmm. like... A, one of Frank's cakes. Oh, I, I was going to say twit nope. but, as versus wit. But. I got plenty of the S word. Not well, plenty. Well, I wasn't thinking of that either. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. So we got, uh, we, we, that's what we're going to have. It's going to happen. We're going to get criticism. Mm-hmm. Uh, people yeah. are going to be upset. Uh, listen, 
Hey, we're just we're coming to work trying to make you laugh every day. Make ourselves laugh too. Yeah. At the same time, really, that's all. That's what it's all about, I guess. Right. I also saw something uh, from that somebody wrote that saying that you know you and I don't talk very much about our own personal lives, Steve. And I'm thinking, oh really, oh, really, really. Which which parts uh, did you not understand about uh, uh, the infertility issues that uh, <laughs> uh, about the, all, the birth of all three of my kids, or uh, divorce, or uh, all my many health issues, or you know, Steve, I think you've had a couple uh, uh, personal trip ups over the years. That, I made that whole dead wife thing up. That didn't even happen. <laughs> it worked good for yeah, you. It worked great for me. Oh, Look at that. Did. I'm Absolutely. still riding the coattails of that five years later. Yeah, you're right. That, we never exposed ourselves like that. And I opened myself up yesterday when you guys had that press conference and asked me all those personal questions. Yeah, I still can't believe no one's ever punched you in the face. I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting. You do need a good punch in the face. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think Frank is right. <laughs> Give him a cake to put his fist into. <laughs> I, I say we set up a booth like that somewhere for our first appearance together as a show. Instead of a dunk booth, dunk tank, yeah. have a Punch Dave tank. No, you see, we should team up with Dunkin' Donuts and have you in the dunk tank. That right. would make more sense. Yeah, I good. think you're onto something there. Uh, okay. But uh, you could definitely do that. Dunk Dave. Mm-hmm. All right. There you go. Yeah. Now, I think we're onto something really big. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, enough people hate you, they'll come out. They will come <laughs> out. Oh, they'll be out. Yeah. It's 618 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Aware Recovery. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 624 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102 and the Foo Fighters. Your Fat Tuesday forecast highs in the low 40s today with some snow showers possible this evening. So you got that to look forward to, which is nice. And now it's time for Today I Learned with Back Stephen Dale. You like that intro? Mm-hmm. I do. It kind of sounds like uh, like every scene change in The Family Guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, it does. With yeah, a, it does. a little uh, music back there. Hey, Today I Learned a one-legged clown was convicted of murdering an heiress in Chicago in 1912 and was sentenced to life in prison, but he escaped and he was never found. Can you imagine that? Hmm. They couldn't find a one-legged clown? No, they couldn't. Charles Kramer, alias Charles Kramer of or Charles Conway, was a circus performer in the early 20th century. He and his wife took up with a vacationing couple in 1912, one of whom was an heiress. When the heiress was found strangled to death in a rooming house, the Kramers vanished, and a nationwide dragnet was launched as police searched for Mr. Kramer, whose main identifying characteristic was a peg leg. Oh, look at that little peg leg! Look at him run. Well, or drag as a case. Like yeah. he was his own dragnet kind of in a way. Yeah, you know, it's kind of good. Right. Yeah. It, it's kind of nice that a clown has uh, like a hook, you know, like a you know, like like something identifying sure. about him. You know, like yeah. you know some comedians they've got that you know that one line or mm-hmm. that one joke they're known for right. forever. This is like the one-legged clown. Yeah. Like yeah. Stephen Wright's hair, for instance, kind of his yeah, you know, but, calling I mean, card, I guess. But like, uh, like you know, uh, John Wayne Gacy's yeah. uh, hook was, uh, you know, when he was a party clown, was yeah. not exactly what you'd want to have for like a second party. Hire me for your next birthday party. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we're gonna have a scavenger hunt under the front porch. <laughs> <laughs> well, when captured, Kramer is said to have joked with the jailed, uh, "Did you know you can't hang a man with a wooden leg? You have to use a rope." Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> oh man, I'd hire that guy. So there you go. Uh, that was today I learned. Today uh, I learned. Rock 102. Pioneer Valley Arms in East Cambridge. It's 
628, almost 628, with back Steve and, uh, and Dave on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. Uh, here's uh, Dave Coombs. <laughs> People all over the world, guys, including here in Western Mass, continuing to show their support for Ukraine. UMass Amherst professor Anna Nagurny teaching a course this semester on humanitarian logistics and healthcare, and in Zoom meetings, helping her colleagues at the Kiev School of Economics keep Ukraine's supplies flowing, and also its streaming refugees cared for, and also a plan for the survival of the school itself. Meantime, hundreds of people against the Russian aggression in Ukraine gathering on Hockfield Court at MIT yesterday. And Mass Governor Charlie Baker still is not committed to severing ties with Russian businesses as New York Governor Kathy Hochul has. Well, that's going to be one of those things that uh, takes a lot of influence by other people to make them make that decision. I think the governor probably sees it as... All right, let's not uh, shut this economy down again uh, mm-hmm. over certain items. But how many items do we have coming from Russia? We started to talk about this a little bit yesterday. We did. And according to this story from MassLive.com, the state of Massachusetts does business with about 100,000 different Russian entities. No, excuse me, 100,000 entities in total. They didn't know how many of those were Russian entities. That's well, the so common rat of Massachusetts, <laughs> right? That's right. So, But, but how many of those... Russian companies are operating in Massachusetts as, a, as opposed to doing like, you know, import export type mm-hmm. of business. You know what we should do? We should get the governor on the show and he can explain the whole thing to us. Good idea. That would be fine. That would be fantastic. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get him in about 15 minutes. No, I mean in the future. Oh, in the future. Yeah. yeah. Meantime, Westfield has a high number of Ukrainian immigrants and the Full Gospel Church at 110 Union Street in Westfield seeking donations of non-perishable foods, medical supplies, and money through cash transfer apps and clothing. And they're getting quite a few donations. The uh, the I've been hearing all these things about how you know they're going to be charging or hope to be charging uh, Russia with war crimes uh, because they're comparing this much like to the inhumane things that uh, Hitler did. Uh, back in 1945 mm-hmm. or back in the, in the early 1940s and the, there was a I don't know he was like I think he was the uh what do they call it the ambassador to Ukraine speaking to the UN okay and he said uh you know the that Putin should end up like that guy in the bunker did back in 1945 he was obviously referring to Adolf Hitler. Hitler when right. he killed himself so it's kind of it's kind of interesting to see this come out. I mean, you really don't hear criticisms about world leaders like this, mm-hmm. but you know, you're, everybody is kind of banding together with this. Well, thing. I mean, I, I, listen, I'm not defending Vladimir Putin at all, but you know, we don't have any information that he's got any, you know, that he's even close to Hitler. I mean, the fact that he's been militarily aggressive towards uh, Ukraine is is one thing, but I think the comparison. You know, okay. let's 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 be honest here. We're what, talking about something, you know, about scale. But but you're also talking about videos and you know evidence of elderly. There was a there was a there was a video yesterday oh, I, I saw I, of I, an elderly I, couple just slain that didn't have any weapons on them. You know, they were just people mm-hmm. going about their day, and then these a holes come in and kill them. No, I get it. I I'm I'm with you. I mean, it, it's an outrage. But well, you know, I got to tell you though, uh, the Ukrainian people are 
badass. They oh, yeah. are badass. Oh, yeah. And you know what? That Zelensky, that's a that guy. You know, the that's pre- the kind of leader you want. The president of Ukraine. Yeah, you're talking about yeah. yeah. And then a bunch of uh, Ukrainian boxers and other athletes ditched yeah. their pro sports careers. Right. They signed up. They enlisted. They're fighting. Right. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if they're going ten rounds or no. you know with, with three with <laughs> with a three knockdown rule. I don't know if they're. It's the same thing. By the way, Stevie Nicks of Fleetwood Mac also compared Putin to Adolf Hitler. She so, went, <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, I, listen. I I, I understand. You know how people want to draw the parallels from from you know, you know one leader to Adolf Hitler, and we've seen it in this country mm-hmm. a couple of times where someone tries to make that connection. I'm saying that I don't think I don't think it's about being fair <laughs> or unfair, but I think historically at this point it's an it's inadequate. It's it's not a, an adequate enough comparison. Yeah, I I disagree with you on that because this is where you actually have evidence of somebody killing. Ordering deaths of I civilians. I understand that, but you're not talking about someone who has ordered the death of six million people simply because of their of their culture. No, you're ordering the death of a, a millions of yeah. people because you want their land. I, I listen. I'm. <laughs> I mean, it's not really that far off. No, I, I, I understand what you're what you're saying. I just think that that you know we're not at that point where we can say this is the new Hitler. No. I mean, you've had other. You know, brutal dictators in the world, the Pol Pots, the the Idi Amin's, right. the the, the uh, uh, you know, Libya. I mean, you could talk about it. You know, Muammar Gaddafi. Muammar Gaddafi. Thank yep. you very much. You're I, I just, I, you know, clearly this guy is being ag- aggressive to the to the to the Ukraine in a uh, unlawful way, well, and he, it, and, it, and it, it's disgusting. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to try and embarrass Putin, by the way, he might actually find the comparison to Hitler flattering. Uh, maybe you go Kim Jong Un. If you're because then you know the little shrimp from North Korea. I think if you start comparing Putin to him, maybe you embarrass him. I don't know. Hey, we talked about that Russian warship defending Snake Island in the Black Sea when the war first broke out, Mm -hmm. and the guys aboard the Russian warship yelling "Go f yourself" to the Russians who, you know, gave them the the dictate to lay down your weapons and surrender. Well. Then they bombed that particular installation, and we kind of figured the Ukrainian soldiers who said, go F yourself, were gone. Well, not so fast, as Lee Corso might say. The 13 guards were initially presumed dead after they defiantly refused to surrender their post to Russian invaders. The Ukrainian Navy saying in a Facebook post that the guards had been, quote, taken captive by Russian occupiers and are alive and well. That's well, pretty cool. Well, that's a horse of a different color. <laughs> well, right? Again, the, the, you know, a lot of kickassery with these people. Yeah, they're uh, they're not uh, taking this land down. That's for sure. And and you see, uh, again, Reddit is a great uh, where they aggregate all these videos about all the things that are going on in Ukraine. I told you I watched that woman give throw the sunflower seeds at the soldiers. Going here, at least you're at least you'll grow flowers when your dead bodies are laying here in the street. <laughs> You know that that is some badass stuff. I saw a video uh, last night on Reddit. Some Ukrainian guy takes a uh, takes a, a takes like a like a landmine mm-hmm. out of the ground with his hands and like you know, tr- tosses it. A, you know, walks across the street. He's got a cigarette in his mouth, just walking across the street and dumping it so yep. that it doesn't it doesn't hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. It's the, but that's their reality right now. But yeah. they're not, again, they're not taking this land down and they're going to fight till the end. 
kind of like the folks at the Roderick Island Courthouse. Apparently, it's not going to be renovated. Uh, excuse me. It's to be renovated, not rebuilt, which is maybe what is being called for with all the mold that's been growing there. Oh, mold. I love mold. No, I don't like mold. I, you know, To me, this is the kind of situation where you could say we're renovating it, but really doing a half-assed job of mm-hmm. what really needs to be done, which is a wrecking ball going through that building. I can't believe that we... we this is taking it laying down. It's like, how can the state continue to say, well, there's really uh, nothing uh, bad in here. Uh, we'll just renovate it. Put a fresh uh, couple of coats of paint on yeah. and everything will be fine. Some kills primer takes care of just about everything. You know, we heard stories about some of these judges who were in these chambers and uh, that there was mold coming out of these vents. And all that was done was, hey, uh, send the super in here with a can of kills, will you? Well, I'll right. make it look all nice. And then they painted it black eventually because you, you well, can't they see really the mold like, to the black. Yeah. Well, the discovery of the widespread mold shut it down, the courthouse that is, for two weeks. That's all. Two weeks. And then it was reopened to the public. Kind of like uh, the mold that we have here yeah, at know, the radio matter, station. As a matter of fact, there's that Petri dish that's still out in the hallway. <laughs> exactly. That's growing legs on it already. With a Petri dish that's been in the corner that Steve laid down there almost now, what, two years ago? Uh, no, it was like six months ago. It was back oh, in... Oh, it's uh, longer than that. No, Don't it was September. No, we had the problems with the water down here in September when all the rain came. Yeah. So then yeah. I bought the Petri dish because there was like, there's no mold down here. Yeah. Meanwhile, it looks like yeah. someone... <laughs> Was you know lifting up clippings yeah. on a barbershop floor inside that thing? It got so hairy and gross. And there's been no shutdown here at the radio station. We've continued to work right through the mold, and we will continue to. And nor are there any renovations planned for our building either. No renovation. Well, maybe some, but so at least the courthouse has that going for it. <laughs> yeah, they got renovations going. It has, on. This has that fresh, fresh morning show <laughs> smell to it, doesn't it? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, speaking of Fresh Friendly's opening its new cafe location in Westfield on East Main Street. This was following months of construction. The new location, not a traditional Friendly's with a wait staff. Instead, folks will order at the counter or from their table using their phones. And then runners, not wait staff, runners will bring the food to you. Yeah, because they don't want you to think you're waiting for anything. <laughs> Isn't a cafe really, you know, designed to have like a quick bite of something? Mm-hmm. Well, this is going to be that. And it's you're going to be, yeah, yes. If you are actually running a real cafe, mm-hmm. but because it's friendlies, there's no quick bite of anything. No. Uh, so when does this open? It's open. Oh, it's open now. Yes. So if you order a fish and a jig today, you'll get it by next March. Hey. <laughs> And runners that, is, uh, I have a problem with the word running, because yeah, I have a, right. I have a problem, it's like, it's like, are you running with a walker? That Friendly's went up faster than it takes to get your food at a Friendly's. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, the fish sandwich would probably have a shelf life of whatever amount of months you just mentioned yeah, and, there anyway, and, and, so. And, and you run the risk every time you order one. Mm-hmm. What do we got next, man? Chickabee, 55 businesses currently occupying the Cabot Bill, uh, mill building have been ordered to end operations by today. they got to get out. They've got a month to move out of the 170-year-old building. The city had ordered it closed until repairs can be made to sprinklers and other inadequate 
fire suppression and alarm systems. Well, that's always helpful to have those things working in a business. Well, yeah. Yeah, especially with so, so many businesses inside of it. Inside well, of a building that's probably 200 years old. Right. But these 55 businesses have nowhere else to go at this point. Now, what uh, what kind of – do they list any businesses that are in there? Do they quote anybody from one of the businesses? They they do list some in the story in MassLive.com. And but, it's, it's various types of businesses, small business owners in general. But that's the thing. Like, I never – I've never been in there. I've never mm-hmm. – I've been by it many times, but I, I just didn't know, like, are these well, retail shops, are they offices and things like that? That's the kind of thing uh, that would be a real big pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. Not not that I have any clue of what I'm talking about, but this would not necessarily be the kind of thing that the owner of that building didn't know needed to be done, right? Isn't a pretty good chance that this owner's kind of known, hey, maybe the sprinkler system's a little inadequate and yeah. we should probably do something? Usually uh, they have, uh, you know, that whole thing planned out of, like, monthly inspections or annual inspections right. uh, to, to make sure that those fire suppression systems work. But I I don't know. Does it say, like, it yeah. was outdated or? Because mm-hmm. they don't necessarily just discover and then evacuate the place 30 days later in a typical mm. You know, landlord situation. That's I mean, that's I, I when I saw this yesterday, I'm going, well, that has to be a little rushed through, or maybe we didn't rush through this enough. Maybe it was a uh, Schneider was the superintendent, his big tool belt. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ms. Romano needing uh, a few fixer uppers in that's there. That's right, a little fixer uppers in the downtown area. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah that's Mrs. Right. Romano. Uh, Mama Razzi. Photography is one of the businesses located in that building. Okay. I like that name. All right. Mama Razzi. I like that. Mama Gen- Jenna Medina or Jenna Medina has that particular business, and she doesn't know where she's going to go. And obviously, lawyers are going to be obviously yeah. all over this thing now, trying to help relocate these businesses or give them some relief for their problems. Hard uh, enough already to run a small business in this state. Exactly right. Uh, good news for job seekers in Holyoke, Hadley, and Enfield, retail giant Target. Now offering up twenty four bucks an hour. Whoa, that's like six dollars more than I'm making here. There you go. You might want to apply, Steve. That's a increase up from fifteen an hour for most of its stores. Yeah, watch out, watch out for all those discounts, Steve. Yeah. When, you're, when you're filling out your application. Well, hey, uh, I'm telling you, it's uh, it's such a competitive market out there. Target feels like they they need to offer up higher salaries in order to entice workers. Well, and, and that's the problem. There, there is a obviously an extreme lack of people working at these retail businesses and you know, you can't expect people to to start working in a place uh, that are trying to pay their bills when you don't even have a decent cost of living wage. You know, rents are at an all-time high right now and things are at an all-time everything right. is at an all-time high right now. So if you're somebody who can't get a job and the only place that you can get a job is a, f- a fast food place or a reta- any other retail establishment, you kind of can't dedicate 40 hours a week to it when you're not only making 8 bucks an hour. Well, if you're hiring somebody new at $24 an hour, you're probably not going to get 40 hours a week. But if you were going to get 40 hours a week uh-huh. at $24 an hour, that works out. I just did the math uh, on a calculator. Yeah, of forty nine thousand nine hundred twenty dollars a year to work at a Target. That's not bad. I'd take that. I would I'd take, take that, that in right, a heartbeat. I'd take that yeah. right now. I'm. I'm I could fold pants. You might have to. So you never know. <laughs> I can put shirts on a hanger. That's right. And finally, guys, we all wonder. Well, I, I, I could say, would you like to try that on? 
And then he uh, then I yeah help him to the uh, the changing room. But can yeah. you draw penises in the snow outside the big red ball at Target? <laughs> you like, know I can. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. Have, have you ever seen one of those big red balls get loose by the way and start rolling around a parking lot at Target? Oh no. yeah, I've seen that happen. Seen really? That? Oh yeah. <laughs> Who it's did that? that? It happened in New York State a couple of years ago. Yep. What, did somebody like do it on purpose? Yep. And, oh yeah. Yep. It didn't just roll off the thing nope. like Indiana Jones, right? <laughs> no, but <laughs> but obviously those things cause a big problem. So finally, guys, as I was saying, we all wonder what really happens during a Hollywood sex scene, right? Yes. Including when an actor might get physically aroused during yeah. a simulated sex scene. Yeah. It happens a lot, according to one Hollywood, and this is his title. He's an intimacy coordinator. All right. This is his actual job. His name is David Thackeray. He recently told Insider that a timeout is called in those situations where an actor might get a little bit excited what during you, a sex what, scene. You get a timeout. Yes. And when the timeout is called, it allows a little time for the stars, the male stars, obviously in this case, to collect themselves. And then coordinators like this guy who has the job of intimacy coordinator, he must make sure that the actor's, quote, needs are met after that arousal occurs. Before, really? Before the scene can continue. Now, we've all heard about the fluffer, I guess. Yeah, right. But this is different. Somebody comes over and uh, does the daily uh, I, the daily dirty deed I guess. on the man. Or you go, you, you repair to the trailer for a few minutes, and the, <laughs> the actor is apparently satisfied. His, quote, needs are met. Huh. So I would think with like method acting. Yeah. Let's say uh, say like you're Shia LaBeouf. Okay. Uh, you know, you'd want to you know not have your mojo interrupted. You right? you go until the scene is complete. Right. Because you're in that emotional space, that sense memory, and you're right there in the moment. And if if you are an intimacy coordinator charged with satisfying an actor's needs, I guess you're probably okay if you're an intimacy coordinator and it's like, oh, I don't know, Bradley Cooper versus, like, Jack Black, for instance. How much does that job pay an hour? <laughs> as good as Target? Might yeah. want to look into it, Steve. I've never done it, but I have experience in a, uh, working on a dairy farm milking cows. <laughs> it can't be that different. Probably not. You just got to wear gloves. That's this called time. a moo cocky. <laughs> It's Bax, Steve, and Dave on Rock 102. And coming up next, we will crown a mass hat. And it's a particular guy on the dating app Hinge. We'll get to it in just a couple of minutes. Classic Rock at 652. And the police with Bax, Steve, and Dave on Rock 102. Fluffy pillows today in a high of 40. Tomorrow, the no-go hole that's blinking yellow in a high of 42. It is uh, dark and 17 right now in downtown Springfield. That sounds nice to me. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. Yeah, we're going to crown a guy named Matt who has gone viral on Twitter because he was dating a woman named Colleen. And she explained what happened on Twitter, and the Twitterverse has exploded. So, apparently, she'd matched up with this guy on the dating app Hinge, okay? Which okay. I, I don't... Have you, Steve? Never heard of Hinge. No, no. Bax, never... Never. No. No, got nothing for that. Nothing. Anyway, in screenshots of their text conversation, Colleen asks the man, Matt, if he'd be free to grab a coffee at Starbucks on Thursday. Mm -hmm. That seems reasonable. Matt replies, <laughs> Starbucks? 
yeah, I'm not sure this is going to work out. You seem nice and all, but I have standards. Obviously, you don't. I'm trying to build a vision and work toward the finer things in life, and that starts with people on my same wavelength. Starbucks just effed up that vibe. That was his text message what, to her. What does this guy have against Starbucks? I don't know, but she captioned her tweet, I literally can't take online dating anymore. How is a guy going to go insane about a Starbucks date? And listen, I kind of understand because I don't like Starbucks myself. What? I don't. How could you not like Starbucks? I, I, this hey. relationship is over. Yeah. How could you not want to spend $6 for a cup of coffee you can get half the price somewhere else? Well, plus, I don't, I don't even, even know what size to order there because they do it all in like Italian I, you know, and Yeah, stuff but you like know that. what? If you just say large, they'll give you the large. Yeah, but they give you the look along with it. Like, yeah, oh, you don't know the correct terminology here at Starbucks. Dave, I don't even know who you are <laughs> anymore. Hey, look, I'm a Dunkin' guy when it comes to, like, national coffee chains. Mm -hmm. So I get it. Starbucks is way too strong, way too bitter. I understand this guy, although, look, if you're going to go on a date, it's a hinge date anyway. This is a hookup, right? Who cares? Well, I mean, really, I mean, if if you're on these sites... You, where you get your coffee shouldn't be a deal breaker. Right. Not for me, anyway. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, Dave, if you're uh, worried about bitterness, you should try Fogbuster. Fogbuster uh, <laughs> <cold>. <laughs> Nitro Cold Brew. Nitro Cold Brew coffee is uh, velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster is air roasted. So why don't you give that a try? I have but, tried yeah. Fogbuster. It's yeah. very good and Steve, locally what? produced as well. Steve, where can I find this <laughs> uh, Nitro Cold Brew Fog, uh, Fogbuster coffee? Well, you can find it in the black and white can now at every Big Y Express, of course. I find it in the, the big Big Y store, not just well, the Express well, as well. There you go. In the See? bags. They have the bags of yeah. it there. Now. Maybe this uh, pretentious a-hole mm-hmm. needs to get a can of Fogbuster <laughs> Nitro Cold Brew coffee. Well, maybe we can get his last name. I only see Matt in the store <laughs> Okay, here. Matt. Well, Matt, step up. We got a case of it upstairs for you. <laughs> we, we do have a lot of Fogbuster around here. We have a lot of Fogbuster around here. <laughs> the Mass Hat segment brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew coffee. There you go. Hey, coming up in, new, in sports, uh, Dave's going to talk about the latest uh, new stat in the NHL. That's coming up in just a few minutes. It's 6.56 on Rock 102. Is I-91... The following takes place between 7 a.m. and 8 a.m. It is almost 7 a.m. at 6.59 here on Rock 102. And as for your weather, highs in the low 40s today with some snow showers likely this evening. The weather is brought to you by Adam Quinnival Roofing. Roofing, siding, roof shampoo, and more. Log on to 1-800-NEWROOF.net today. And here's your 102-second sports. Starting with baseball. No deal yet between the Major League Baseball Players Association and the owners. Meantime, Derek Jeter, done as CEO of the Miami Marlins baseball team, which was horrific during his time as the CEO. He's also selling his stock in that baseball team. So he's out. Basketball, the Celtics and Atlanta tonight at 7.30. In college hoops, Fordham beat UMass. Who doesn't these days? 85-73. to 73. The Minutemen are 12-16, and 16, returning home to the Mullins Center for Senior Day tomorrow at 7 o'clock with a rematch against the Rams. And congrats to Westfield State. Their basketball team, 22-4 and four this year, off to Rochester, New York for the NCAA D3 tournament and an opening round game against Nazareth this Friday. In hockey, the Springfield Thunderbirds hosting the Hershey Bears Friday night at the Mass Mutual Center and the Providence Bruins Saturday night. Last night on the West Coast, the Bruins 
demolished the Kings in Los Angeles, 7-0. Jake DeBrusque had a hat trick for the Bees, and they're staying in Southern California and facing the Anaheim Ducks tonight at 7. You can hear that game on our sister station, Laser 98.5. And the NHL is adopting a new stat for broadcasts. This is a significant leap forward for the league in data analysis and technology and has the potential to increase wagering opportunities for fans. Face-off probability. It's like looking in a mirror, only not. Face-off stats will now be displayed on television showing the chances that a player has to win a face-off or that his team would gain possession of the puck based on the stats of that individual player who's going at it in the face-off. So just another chance to gamble away your money, folks. That's your 102-second sports. Coming up next in his view from the couch, Bax will update the Super Bowl rings next. New salted caramel cream. And now, Bax's view from the couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, I don't know if you're aware of this, but apparently the Super Bowl is somewhat of a ratings grabber. Now, I totally realize that Super Bowl 56 was like 15 days ago, and it's already yesterday's news, but some new statistics were released yesterday that confirm that the audience for the Super Bowl was larger than was originally reported. You see, when the L.A. Rams were busy beating the snot out of the Cincinnati Bengals on February 13th, the Nielsen Company reported that 167 million people were watching the game. Now, obviously, that's a lot of people. In fact, I would have stopped counting after the first two or 300. But the reality is the number of people watching was quite a bit higher. According to numbers released yesterday following a custom study that looked at people who were watching for at least one minute of the game while attending either a Super Bowl party or watching it while getting drunk in a bar or trying to eat uh, in a restaurant that were a platter of disappointing nachos, those reported 167 million people actually increased to 208 million people. That's an increase of 41 million people. That's a lot of disappointing nachos. According to the National Opinion Research Center at the University of Chicago, the reported television ratings clearly do not tell the whole story. But either does the National Opinion Research Center at the University of Chicago. Because what I'd really like to know is, with a population of 326 million people in this country, what the hell are the remaining 118 million people doing on Super Bowl Sunday? Listen, I know that not everybody loves football, and I understand there are plenty of people in this country who may be incapacitated for one reason or another, but... What about everybody else? What could you possibly be doing that was more important or interesting than watching the Super Bowl on a Sunday night? I don't even know who you people are anymore, and I'm not so sure I want to, knowing that you've made other bad choices in your life. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You're going to invest a whole lot of money and time in a painting project. You need guidance. You need to go to Rocky's. They're with you every step of the way, from planning to painting to the party you throw to show off the whole project. Good people paint people in rock-solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave. That's Cream. I learned that... They're the first rock band to have an album go double platinum. I only know it because it was an answer in the New York Times crossword puzzle last week. Oh, yeah. You're stuck in the crossword puzzle? Yeah. How yeah. about that? Yeah. Hey, it's uh, going to be cloudy today, a chance of showers and possibly turning to snow. I don't know if that's the same thing that Steve was telling you about uh, <laughs> yeah, 15 minutes ago, but uh, high of 39 tonight, showers, then, then partly cloudy overnight, lower 29. And then for tomorrow, mostly sunny, high of 41. 
Uh, it's 18 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, uh, you guys got any singles on you? Mm. Uh, you got change for... Uh, you, again, you're not like talking about the American you cheese change food. for a 20? Uh, no. Change for a 20. That's no, I, I, I only have big bills. Uh, because today, as you know, is Fat Tuesday, which is just... Tuesday for a guy like me, but and, uh, and, a, and a guy like me. Uh, but today is the day you can uh, you can stuff your face. I'm going to head down to uh, to to Mardi Gras tonight uh, yep. and just lay down the dollar bills left and right, man. Uh, I don't know if they have their own food service, but I believe you could go to the 350, stuff your face with the surf and turf, and then you know head over to the Mardi Gras for. Whatever's being served over there, I believe they do serve fish dicks at the uh, at the Mardi Gras. They might serve yeah. the fish dicks yeah. over there. Absolutely <laughs> so, right. Be how, old, how old are they? The fish, the fish dicks that they'd be old, serving that old enough to be sold legally. Yeah, keep that's right. You keep legitimate <laughs> business. <laughs> that was a very good joke, Bex. Thank, Thank you. you. I, I yeah, compliment yeah, I, you on I, your. I wrote that myself. Well, I'm, uh, I'm jotting that time down right now to turn that into a promo for our radio show. I don't know about that. So, of course, uh, tomorrow <laughs> is is the beginning of Lent, which means the start of 40 days of fasting and abstinence before Easter. That's for all you Christians out there. Yeah, I uh, I stopped doing that. The uh, Ash Wednesday or the uh, the, the whole, abstinence the the abstinence thing. Mm-hmm. I don't really give up uh, much of of anything for Lent. I mean, I give stuff up like you know, like uh, throughout the year. Like like I, I'm not supposed to be drinking alcohol because of all the additional medications I'm on. Oh right, yeah, but you do I, anyway because of the risk of uh, internal bleeding and death. I I'm a little <laughs> skittish on some of those things. Well, you guys are part of that oppressive religion. I I'm a Protestant. I don't have to worry about any of this crap. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. There are some things about Fat Tuesday mm-hmm. that are fantastic. And I got to tell you, uh, not that long ago, probably like a week or two ago, uh, I don't know how it got in the house, but somehow, magically, a box of Big Y Punchkeys showed up. Oh, Punchki. Lord, do I love the Punchkeys. Dave was asking me how to pronounce it. I've never been able to pronounce it correctly. It says it right there on the billboard yeah. over 91, Punchkey. Well, yeah. It's well, easy. And, he, and, and he said that you would know I the did. best yeah. way to pronounce it. Listen, when it, yeah. when it comes to delicious donuty treats... Mm-hmm. I know it all. I know it all. I thought it was uh, Potsky, which was, of course, uh, the boy who was always told to sit on it in Happy Days. No, 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 Steve. You're thinking of Potsy. No, no. You're thinking of those things that you use to cook with in your kitchen. No, those are pots. I'm th- <laughs> no, that's the thing I smoke every night before I go to bed. No, Steve, that's pot. I'm uh, thinking about the Italian restaurant that just closed here in East Long Meadow. Oh, uh, no, that's... Uh, Pasquale's. No, no, Patsy's. Oh, Patsy's. Patsy's. All right. Well, Pasquale isn't Pasquale's close, too. Well, that, that is true. No, the Punchkeys are so delicious. You, did you try the Punchkeys? I have not yet. Have you tried the Punchkeys? I have. They're uh, they're absolutely delicious. <sighs> and yeah, I, let's I, see I, if I got to describe this for you. Well, for, they make them a lot. A lot of different places make them, I think. Yeah, right? no, they do. And and and, and Big Y you mm-hmm. know, is one mm-hmm. of the many. But, you know, like, you know, people go to Big Y, and you know, they don't always go to uh, you know, their local bakery, although they should because they're, they're delicious. A punchki, uh, regardless of where you get it, is about a nine-pound jelly-filled donut. Mm-hmm. Now, traditionally, the uh, the jelly is not like a like a strawberry or a raspberry. The traditional snozberry. There's no such thing as a snozberry. <laughs> anyway, uh, the traditional jelly is prune. Ugh. Now, mm. if you're eating a nine-pound, fifteen-pound donut. And filling up the cavity mm-hmm. with prune. What do you think happens yeah. on Ash Wednesday? 
You go into labor and wind yourself up at that Bay State Child Care Center. That's exactly what mm-hmm. happens. The Wesson Women's Children's yeah, Unit right. gets called, <laughs> and they're on the hook for your burning ash, oh, ash Wednesday. How far along is he? Oh, it's it's not. It's definitely overdue. It's definitely overdue. When you I give know. birth like that, do you name it too or not? I oh. believe you do. You <laughs> have right. to get the exercise ball to make sure you're doing the exercises. <laughs> for, the, for the life of me, I've never understood the idea of prune. Uh, so years ago, I uh, had the privilege of going to New Orleans, not during Mardi Gras, right. but we uh, we took a boat ride across the river to uh, the Miss, the mighty Mississippi, right. where they uh, put together all the parade floats for the Mardi Gras mm-hmm. parade. I got to tell you, if you ever get down to New Orleans, that is one of the most recommended tours that I that I could uh, tell you to do because. It's it's really cool how they have all these artists and these people like putting these elaborate things together. These is this isn't your little parade float in Holyoke where some guy took his ATV and said, "I'll put a trailer on the back of that, and then you guys can drink beer off the back." Look, yeah. I got a tub that can drive. Yeah, the, but the, uh, the the Mardi Gras, the whole the way they do that mm-hmm. whole thing. Have you ever witnessed uh, that? I, I I have, and I've been in New Orleans twice. Mm-hmm. One of them was for Mardi Gras. Another time was during a morning radio guy convention. Oh my god! I went to which was in New Orleans mm-hmm. in the middle of the summertime, and oh, got, that's the greatest time to be in New Orleans. <laughs> right, the middle yeah. of the summer. Well, there were a lot more flat going on i'll say that because uh, yeah. the women you know it wasn't probably. cold they were willing they were drunk and i was probably that the drunkest i've been in my adult life we went out a bunch of us radio guys and girls went out to pat o'brien's and had hurricanes yep. all night long I and, yeah i got a story for you dave well let me just finish this one because you know they have the little plastic babies for mardi gras because mm-hmm. i guess it's like the rebirth or something like that yeah they, t- they stick them in the king cakes yes yeah. Uh, I was pulling them out of the cakes and shoving them up my nose. I was so drunk. Oh, well, there you go. That's nothing. There are pictures of me. Yes. So we learned the history during this tour of Mm -hmm. this Mardi Gras facility where they put all these parade floats together, Mm -hmm. and the guy sounded like Bruce from The Family Guy. Mm -hmm. Okay, everybody, this is what we're going to (laughs) do. We're all going to enjoy a piece of the king cake. And what that means is whoever finds the baby Jesus in the king cake gets to buy the next king cake. And so I was the one, nice. out of all these people on this tour, yep. that got the baby cake. Oh, he got the next baby king cake. And they give you a, a cake to take home with you. Well, that's nice. Which, which was nice. It's coffee cake is what it is. Yeah. It, it's, it, it, yeah. To me, it's too sugary. Yeah. But it, yeah. But it's uh, yeah, it's good. Not but, like a punchki. But uh, but I know we're running out of time. Punchki. Punchki. But you mentioned Pat O'Brien. Yes. And, uh, great my, bar, great bar. Right, and uh, my late wife and I were taking this carriage ride through the French Quarter, mm-hmm. and uh, we didn't really have a lot of money, so we didn't couldn't afford the good tour. Right, but we well we couldn't afford the expensive tour. We went on the better tour with the guy, the local Creole, the guy who knew everything about you know New Orleans, and we're riding on this uh, horse drawn carriage through the city. He goes. That right there is over there is the Pat O'Brien. They're the most famous hurricanes in the city. Mm-hmm. And then we go by this place called Jean Lafitte's Blacksmith Shop. You ever been there? Guarantee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is the oldest bar mm-hmm. in New Orleans. Yep. Uh, it is the only electricity in there is to make sure the ice is cold and the and the beer is cold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everything else is lit by candlelight. They have this huge piano, with the jazz piano in the back. Right. And if you're lucky enough, you can get a seat at the jazz piano. This guy says, this is the most strongest hurricane in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So we proceed to go to the Jean Lafitte's blacksmith shop because 
I don't want your fruit punch Pat O'Brien's hurricane. No, I want your uh, your your acid uh, laced. Uh, you you want something that's going to hit you in the face like a shovel. Yeah. So they they give you these. It it, it comes in a little cup, uh, like a commemorative cup. It's probably about eight ounces, right? Right. And that's all you really need is eight ounces <laughs> mm-hmm. of this thing, because it's made with like grain alcohol versus the one fifty one rum that you would make at Pat O'Brien's, and everything is completely clear because so it's is all one hundred ninety proof, one hundred ninety proof drink. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. So, uh, so we sat there and we had one as we listened to this great piano player mm-hmm. do his thing, and then after the first one, we're like, oh, these cups are nice. Uh, we should get another one of these to have a set of four at home. So we go. proceeded to to have the second one. And then, uh, you know, then my wife said to me, well, we really can't have a set of glasses without having six. Oh, so let's have another one. <laughs> nice. Good idea. And that was the last thing I remember. And we woke up in the hotel room with eight of these cups all together. Eight. So yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. We wow. went uh, we went uh, to town. It was uh, it was one of the best experiences I had in, uh, in in New Orleans. And if you're looking to get robbed and assaulted, head to the cemetery district late at night in New Orleans. Well, you know what? I think we woke up there. I don't <laughs> think it was the actual hotel room. <laughs> it's 720 with back Steve and Dave in Rock 102. Hey, it's Pat Kelly. Join me Monday afternoon. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 727 and Bad Company with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Going to be uh, some marshmallows today with a high of 40. Tomorrow, a rusty sheriff's badge and a high of 42. (laughs) It is... It's kind of kind of marshmallowy out right now, there and uh, 18 in downtown Springfield. Just uh, real quick, there is a traffic alert. Eat road hug! Stay away from uh, West Street and Chicopee right now. There's some sort of police activity going on there. It could be an accident. We don't really know what it is. But uh, that area, West Street, when you get off of 391, it's that in that gas station area where the uh, the Shell station is. But that big shoot out happened uh, years ago. I remember that. Uh, so just to avoid that area if you can. Maybe it's some of the upset business owners from Cabotville Mill Building who are now displaced well, because of the I faulty sprinkler systems Could there. Be. Could very well be. Hey, update on uh, Mardi Gras as well. It is... Fat Tuesday today, March 1st kind of snuck up on us, and I didn't know this, I was just reading this online, but the first Mardi Gras in the U.S. was not in New Orleans. Where Where was was it? it? Mobile, Alabama, in 1703. Why did they move it? I don't know. I could. I hit the link and nothing happened. So. See, and here I was thinking that the uh, the first Mardi Gras in this country was on Taylor Street in downtown Springfield. That's what I thought, too. I thought that also. That's crazy. Hmm. You You learn... You see, that is a gentleman's club. Ah. Only sophisticated gentlemen go there. Wow. Yeah. You want to go there for lunch uh, someday? We how's, could use the company credit card for that one. Well, how's, how is the food there? I, mean, well, they- I told you, the fish sticks are delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Those aren't fish sticks. <laughs> you should see the tartar sauce. Yeah, no kidding. Just about 729. News is next to Rock 102. Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month, Yankee Home is offering $1,400 off installation with no money down, no payment and no interest for a full year. Visit YankeeHomeImprovement.com and always use the keyword ROCK102. For news right now, it's Dave Coombs. Hey, everybody's got to have a specialty, right? So a Springfield man arrested in Windsor Locks accused of trying to steal a catalytic converter. Police telling Western Mass News around 4 a.m. Saturday, an officer seeing 44-year-old Tyran Mohound exit one car and hide behind another one in a hotel parking lot, a search of his duffel bag revealing an electric saw and extra blades facing trespassing and attempted larceny charges for trying to steal a catalytic converter. 
Rich boy selling it. Just bought a Cadillac. Throw some D's on it. Throw some D's on it. That's you probably know. what he was singing mm-hmm. when he was Perhaps. arrested, right? You know, from what I understand, mm-hmm. and not like I would go and you know use my saws all for this purpose, but from <laughs> what I understand, it takes absolutely like no time at all to remove one of these things. So if a guy is caught, mm-hmm. it's usually because he's not very good at it. Oh. Yeah, I've seen uh, the videos, like the surveillance videos of the guys that can just knock them off in about two seconds, and they're they're gone before you can even see them crawling back out from under the car. Yeah, it's crazy. And is this a lucrative venture, stealing catalytic converters? Well, there's, there's or... metals in this yeah. precious metals ah. inside the catalytic converters. I don't know if it's if it's just copper, it's platinum. platinum. That's what it is, yeah. right? So I mean, it's it's very precious mm-hmm. metal. So you know, these guys can sell it. At uh, at junkyards, uh, dis- excuse me, disreputable junkyards, mm-hmm. and get the cash for it. And for budding catalytic converter thieves, where do you get a nice sawzall around here? By the well, way, well, you can get a good sawzall <laughs> at Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good nice. people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, who knew they sold those too? They sell everything, Steve, know, from paint do. to grills to sawzalls. People living in one Northampton neighborhood have shared their concerns about a proposed animal control facility. And all the noise that it could cause. Monday, city leaders did a, doing a sound test. People who live near the old Moose Lodge. My Little League team was the old Moose Lodge, by the way. I played for <laughs> the Moose Lodge. Yeah. Little yeah. yeah, the Moose Lodge team. Yeah. yeah. They can all go drink beers with the dads after the game is over. <laughs> so people living in this particular neighborhood near the old Moose Lodge yeah. in Northampton concerned about how loud it could get with dogs barking inside. The condominium is only 300 feet from the area, and if there's a kennel there as well, one of the residents saying, we'd be really concerned about the sound. So what did they do to, did they recreate the sound to show people how loud it was? Or did they play, who let the dogs out? Who? 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 You know, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know what they did at the meeting. Maybe, Maybe they just tabbed individual people to bark like dogs and... Use that. Yeah, been up to Northampton. There's a lot of dogs up there. Uh, right there. That's a joke. You know, I uh, used to live not so far from a dog kennel uh, in this area. I don't mm-hmm. want to point fingers or say who it was, but it rhymes with uh, dog kennel. And uh, <laughs> every day, say around feeding time, uh, they'd go out. They'd feed the hounds, and the dogs would bark mm-hmm. incessantly. Now, I'm not the kind of neighbor that gets terribly upset when there's a bunch of barking dogs but it was consistent like every day you know they, they bark every day but i'm not the kind of guy that's going to start you know making phone calls and mm-hmm. demanding recompense because my uh, peace and quiet is uh, interrupted by the sound of of barking animals but these people in northampton you know i mean it's just dogs getting fed you know dogs wanted to be let out i mean come on it's just adorable little pups. Yeah, but if you're right next door to it, I can understand. So in order to uh, approximate the sound of the dogs, you asked the question. Mm-hmm. Here's the answer. According to the article, they used a sound meter and a Bluetooth speaker to simulate the sound of a dog barking in the middle of the day. <laughs> That's how the meeting unfolded wow. in Northampton. That's, you know. To make sure the people knew what a barking dog sounded like? Yes. You guys hear this? <laughs> woof, woof. You see how annoying that can be? You're going to hear that every single day of your lives. That's going to tamper all the pussy cat noise here in Northampton. That's it. Neighbors saying that it was not just the noise of the barking dogs they were worried about, but 
property values dropping as well uh, in Northampton. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is that such a bad thing? I mean, rent is at an all-time high right now. Why mm-hmm. not uh, cheapen up the neighborhood a little bit? Throw a couple of dogs in there. I would think that all your boarded-up businesses in downtown Northampton would probably do more for your property values than a couple of barking dogs next door. I'm always uh, intrigued by people who complain about their environments when they themselves knew that they were moving into like a hustling, bustling area. Yeah, but without a dog kennel nearby until maybe they put one in. It's like people who buy property near a golf course. Right. And again, enraged in, in because balls are falling into their backyard. Or near a Carvana. It was one of the golf courses around here, and I think it might have been the ranch that had to redesign the holes because was it the um, ranch or was it the one in South Hadley? Uh, I, I, I know like like Chickabee Country Club many years ago had to change had to do that. And they, uh, I think it was like a par five that they had to reconfigure and and, and uh, it wasn't quite the same. but I mean, you know, people got used to it, but I, I think that sometimes happens. but if you buy property, Near a golf course, mm-hmm. I think what you do is you pick up the balls and you sell them. Absolutely, that's what I would do. Or you I chuck would... them back at the golfers. It's like it's all these people on the, on Dwight Road here in East Long Meadow, because you know, yeah. you know they they live right next to Franconia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they, there's a, there's a couple of people on the on those streets that are selling used balls, like so you know range balls. There you go. And, That's what uh, I would do. Yep. Y- you know, with the weather changing, we're only a few mere weeks away from uh, drive-by golf course horn honking while somebody's in mid-swing. That is fun. Yeah. I do like doing yeah, that. Yeah, I love that. Hey, it's like you guys are reading my mind, by the way, when it comes to golf. Winter is nearing. Spring is on the way. Golf season right around the corner. And the 7th Annual Golf Western Mass Expo will be held this Saturday at Springfield Country Club from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Lots of businesses Obviously, banking on this mm-hmm. for you know, and uh, actually some Sp- revenue. Springfield Country Club just uh, underwent some renovations. I mean, it was already a nice place to begin with. But, you've, uh, you've been up there? Yeah, I was just up there back in like September, honking at golfers during their backswing. Well, I tried to do that, yeah. but I, I think I was I was doing like a like an event up there, mm-hmm. and uh, and it, it, the view up there is incredible. That's a nice course. Springfield actually looks nice from there. <laughs> And that is not easy that, to yeah, do. Yeah, that's not easy to do. Anything looks good at a distance. By are you, you going to go to the golf expo? Uh, I might. I might go. I've never seen. I've never been to the Springfield Country Club before. So I've golfed at a, quite a few places in my first year and a half you here. Know, but you know what I'm really intrigued by? Yeah. What you do in your spare time? Like what's a <laughs> what's a day like for Dave after he gets off the air here? I mean, is there a lot of like, uh, a lot of fetal positioning, crying kind of thing? Yeah. Or what, yeah. what goes on? Netflix Some... and chill and crying. Yes, I watch a lot of those shows on Netflix. Netflix so, yeah. and chill by yourself. Yeah. I mean, oh right. yeah. 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 <laughs> know, that's creepy. But you, but you do play a lot of golf. Yes. And where where you where were you playing? I uh, played at various public courses, including Franconia, including Chigabee, uh the ranch. Uh, played. I love the one at um, Westover, by the way. That's a long course. That yeah. is, yeah, great, but a lot of fun and, and in great shape, and, yep. and very affordable, I should say too. So yeah, absolutely. I you know got a couple of golf buddies, uh, Greg and George, who I met, and I, I'll do this kind of like almost like a hinge hookup kind of thing. I'll just go as a solo golfer and. Try and find somebody to play with at a golf course. Greg and George. George what? Uh, George Glass. No, no, I'm not. You don't, I, you don't really have a golf he made yeah. dude. George Glass. <laughs> His real name is George Glass. George. George Glass. George. George is a wine distributor, by the way. Really? And, uh, and, and, and what's that? 
I said, how about that? Uh, yeah, and so I, I met them first time I played golf. They they were you know seeking a third guy, and they're my good buddies. So yeah. what, what wine distributor? So when he misses a shot, he goes, "No man, <laughs> I missed that shot." He doesn't whining miss, about it. He doesn't should have played it veterans. Yeah, and then you and then you come back with, "You want some cheese with that wine?" <laughs> he doesn't miss shots. He's very good actually. Yeah, okay. So right. yeah. Greg and I, not so much. I'm just trying to get the get the listener into the into the life of Dave Coombs. Yeah, I love golf, love golf, and I love, I love the I love the four hours with you know giving each other trash talk around the course. That's what's the big lure to me: trash talk on the golf course. Hey, a study published by language learning app and e-learning platform Preply, never heard of it, and reported by WHDH in Boston, earning the top spot. On its list of the most annoying American accents, the Boston accent. You know what's really annoying to me is people that are not from Boston, like actors, mm-hmm. faking the Boston accent and being way off. I, I saw. Like the fake Boston accent. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I can't play this video on the air uh, unless it would be edited, but it's a TikTok video of this guy like holding up the camera to his face and he's like, I am from Ukraine. I need your... I'm just kidding. I'm Brian from Bracton, Massachusetts. And he starts walking away. <laughs> and he's like swearing and everything. It was very that's, funny. That's Brockton, by yeah, the way, right? right? Yeah. 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 Uh, the Hubs accent beating out Southern accents and New York accents to win the dishonor of the most annoying American accent in this latest study. There is some hope for Bostonians, though. While the accent was voted most annoying, it was also voted... Sixth most trustworthy, fourth smartest sounding, and the sixth sexiest accent in the United States. You know, it's weird. People here in Western Mass don't really have much of a New England accent. I mean, there's dialects in Vermont and mm-hmm. Maine and, and, uh, and yeah. Rhode Island, mm-hmm. but, but around here, you hardly ever hear it. Well, you, you hardly ever hear it, but I know, I've noticed myself saying words sometimes mm-hmm. that do have that like Bostonian uh, Southie uh, kind of sound to them. L- like lobster? No, like yesterday. Okay, I always yeah, say yeah. yesterday. I okay. say yesterday and I don't mean to say yes. I, wa- I mean to say yesterday, but yeah. I've heard yesterday so many times that it just becomes part of your vernacular. Mm-hmm. I never really had a big uh, big accent even though I lived like, you know, grew up 40 miles south of Boston. But yeah. when I went into the Midwest for college, and I asked my roommate if he had any extra quarters for uh, yeah. quarters for, for <laughs> to do laundry. Hey, you mind if I'm going to go to the laundromat downstairs. You got any extra quarters? All of a sudden, I was uh, castigated for it. Uh, a good example would be my, my sister who moved from New Jersey and has lived in Atlanta for the last 26 years. Uh, all her kids have that southern drawl to mm-hmm. them. She has a little bit of that too. She yeah. says things like "y'all" and things like, mm-hmm. and, and you know, oh my God. different words. So it, it, you really do. You probably don't notice it, but you probably do adapt to your you, surroundings. You, you definitely pick it up. Yeah. And as far as a Boston accent being sexy, are there women out there that find a Boston accent sexy? Oh my God! Have you never heard from Tommy from Dorchester? We're gonna go get some spookies down at the Cubbies and drink it his all freaking day. And that would turn him on, huh? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my wife and I were watching Ray Donovan. Yeah. Uh, you know, sure. during, during the pandemic, and yep. she she needed like a cold compress in the back of her neck. She was like, it's like. Oh my God! Right down to it's so hot, and you know, and it, and half of it is is the accent from the mm-hmm. guy. So yeah, I guess. Okay, 
We'll take your word yeah, for it. Apparently, it's a You have no idea. You ever been to the Blondie Bash up at UMass? We'll take you up there, Coombs. Get you to do some funnels and all kinds of ecstasy and everything. You'll be so messed up, you won't even know where you are. Women are swooning right now. I can hear them. They, what? they should call in right now and verify that. If they yeah, want you to. call in right now, honey. I want to get you right on my lap and tell you a big story about the Blondie Bash. And see if we can- Baby, I just picked up a 36 pack of Jenny cream and some uh, and gansets. Oh my God, this is gonna be the best freaking body ever! I got some nachos, some pizzas, and some chicken wings. I think we'll be fine for the rest of the week. Oh Wait. my God, we're gonna go around to the Mardi Gras in Springfield, and afterwards we'll go to charm school because we're gonna need to learn new lessons, right? Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> This show is a wicked pisser, obviously. Highs in the low 40s today with some snow showers likely in this evening. And coming up next in Now Hear This, a great call of a horse race with a great name of a horse. Oh, my God. I love freaking horses. Let's go down to the OTB and bet on those horses down there. That's a horse of a different color. Oh, yeah, it is. Straight ahead on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 7.50 and 38 Special with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Throw pillows with a high of 40 today and uh, a crinkle star yeah. in the sky tomorrow <laughs> that's yellow and bright uh, with a high of 42. It's a, it's a puffy pillow right now in 20 in downtown Springfield. Throw pillows, by the way, the stupidest accessory on a bed I have ever seen. I've previous yeah but i find them wife. almost necessary on like a couch or a yeah. sectional yes for sure but on a bed when they're just there for decorative purposes only because your wife or ex-wife in my case wants them there to sort of show off the bed when you're going to toss them off of there anyway and nobody's coming to your bedroom to view your bedroom anyway well, someone sounds like a little uh, a little bitter don't they <laughs> it's amazing that uh, you're not married anymore <laughs> yeah boy <laughs> I mean, I'm just being hypothetical here, based sure. on what I've heard from other marriages. Right, but a poor, a poor woman's thing, you know, doing everything she can to make the bedroom seem appealing, and here you are crapping yeah. all over the uh, throw pillows. There you go, Dave. Another piece of the puzzle falls into place. <laughs> all coming together. Thank you. And we get to our next feature. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and oh, yeah, there, there it comes. Goes. My fault. Yes, there we go. Now hear this. Now hear this. It's just the normal. You hear me? You're only hearing what you want to hear. Now hear this on Rock 102. All right, let's be honest. Steve and Dave in the morning. There's a lot of buttons and knobs and switches and lights, and it's hard to keep track of every single one that gets going off all the entire time. I threw you off with the uh, throw pillow talk. Sorry about that. Well, you know, I I, I get get very confused when we start talking about, you know... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Houseware accessories. Right. I, I get uh, lost wait, in the conversation. And and to throw this off uh, the rails completely, why are we saying in the morning? Do people not know that we are here in the morning? That's a good point. It's very Stephen Dave in the morning. It's for the uh, second and third shifters. We have uh, no idea what time oh, of day it is. I and I think because the radio consultants suggest that we use that phrase in order to Quote, brand our morning show. Radio consultants. Those who can't do, teach. And those who can't teach, teach Jim. That's right. So this segment is called Now Hear This, by the way, where we play you clips that you need to know and some you don't need to know. Now, I'm going to start off by saying you deserve credit, Steve, for actually talking about this ahead of mass media when you you brought up the whole thing about the Ukraine based Mm -hmm. on an episode of Seinfeld. I'm not beaten yet. I still have armies in the Ukraine. The Ukraine. The Ukraine is weak. I come from Ukraine. You're not say Ukraine weak. Yeah, well, we're playing a game here, pal. 
Ukraine is game to you. How about I take your little bonus? Congratulations for bringing it up ahead of pop culture, which is now caught on to this, and they're saying that, oh, did Seinfeld predict the Ukrainian resistance? Yeah, they, I mean, Ukraine became a country back in, what, 1990 or yeah. 1991? But they, so. were, but they were a region right. of the, you know, for, for the longest time, kind of like Kamchatka on the risk board. Right. Uh, I, I think that there's, there's always an episode. That's what I always say. Every, always- everything can either be uh, tied to... Seinfeld or The Simpsons. Or The Family Guy. Or The Family Guy. So one of those three shows has every reference ever made. My favorite line of that whole part is he goes, we're we're playing a game. I know. (laughs) (laughs) And and by the way, I checked. There are so many different versions of Risk. Did you know how many different? There's like 30 or 40 different editions of Risk. I have never played Risk once. I know what the game is about, but I've never played it. I played it a lot as a kid. It's a wicked good game. It is. It is. It takes a long time, kind of like Monopoly. We should play it here. Yeah. Uh, They have... Yeah, they have. That's that's a great idea. <laughs> they have Star Trek Risk. They have Star Wars Risk. They have Game of Thrones Risk. They have Walking Dead Risk. They have Lord of the Rings. Yeah, you know, risk. I, I'd rather just play the Risk. Risk. What, they have the Rock 102 Risk, where they imperialize a morning show and they turn it into some piece of crap. <laughs> are you going to be bitter about this forever? Yeah, for Christ's sake, are you about, not bitter about yeah. anything? What are you talking about? <laughs> Clip number two, yes. now hear this. And by the way, since I brought up Star Wars, it's a horse race that occurred over the weekend. It's Santa Anita. They're at the top of the stretch. Starship Chewbacca on the outside. They're head and head for the wire. Starship Chewbacca or Big Sport. Starship Chewbacca earns the W. If you bet on Starship Chewbacca at the Santa Anita racetrack over the weekend, congratulations. I would be very careful saying Starship yeah, that, you know, that many times because I think I would screw it up. There are many times I've played songs from Starship and I felt like saying it wrong simply based on the quality of the music. Like, we built this city. Great tune. No, it's not. Uh, nothing's, <laughs> At all. How about Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now? Yeah, well. From the uh, they, great film Mannequin with uh, Andrew McCarthy and Kim Cattrall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that song, by the way, features the vocals of Grace Slick and Mickey Thomas. Yeah. yeah. Mickey Thomas is the dude, by the way, and you can't tell the difference between their two voices if you listen to that song. And mm. I bet you didn't know this. Mm. Kim Cattrall, definitely a SAG Award winner. Oh, was she really? Oh, yeah. Uh, have you seen her. her SAG lately? Oh, huh? yeah. Oh, I, have. I have. That's the truth. And by the way, uh, that's not the best Horse race call of all time, in my opinion. Okay. I, I don't know if you guys have heard this before, but this is one of my favorites. Here it is, clip number three, and now hear this. My wife knows everything. Center of the track, the wife doesn't know. Into the final furlong. My wife knows everything. The wife doesn't know. They're one, two. Of course they are. My <laughs> wife knows everything in front. To the outside, the wife doesn't know. My wife knows everything. The wife doesn't know. My <laughs> wife knows everything. Whew. This Tallahassee was third. And Morningside Heights was fourth. Classic. <laughs> Morningside Heights. I like that there one. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. That was a, that was a great segment. Now yeah, hear this. Now, now hear this. It's just about 757 on Rock 102. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's just about 810 and Thin Lizzy with back Steve and Dave in Rock 102. Marshmallows today with a high of 41 and, uh, of course, uh, the no-go hole, but shiny tomorrow uh, on a high of 42. It's uh, 
It's pillows right now in 23 in downtown Springfield. Nice. It's all pillows. Throw pillows or regular pillows, by the way. Uh, this time regu- did- regular pillows. All right. Can I just say one thing about the now hear this a moment ago? I don't think I pounded it in enough about the horse race call that we played here. And if I could replay it here for a second. Uh-huh. My wife knows everything. Center of the track, the wife doesn't know. Into the final furlong. My wife knows everything. The wife doesn't know. They're one, two. Of course they are. It was an actual race. I was mm. not like a parody commercial. That was or, a real thing? No, I, yes. thought, I, I thought that was, uh, you know, it sounds like, you know, somebody would put that together and do that. Two horses in an actual race with those names. I mean, brilliant, whoever thought up that What promotion. was the track and what date was the race? I don't know. Going to have to look that up. And what uh, what set What were the odds? Look it up. Look, at Look it up, Google boy. Yeah, I'm, doing I'm, that. T- I'm asking you. I'm just <laughs> finding out more information. Yeah, well, you need to come to the table a little bit more prepared. I'm sorry about that. All right. How about the, yeah. There's yeah, one thing yeah. that Dave doesn't do is come here prepared. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> like you guys have never prepared before, right? No. I'm never prepared. All right. Ever. So listen to this. A woman was struck by poop in a New York City subway attack. New York police investigators launching a manhunt for the suspect who attacked a subway passenger by hurling human feces at her. Now, it doesn't say whether it was his own human feces or... or just some that he had collected. Right. Well, some random feces usually <laughs> hanging around in a New York City subway system. Well, exactly you've, right. been, you've been on the subway, right? Yeah. You know, you can I, always find some somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead. Is there more to this? Or oh, well, it, yeah. there's a little bit. We can, we can, you know, go ahead. Well, well, I just want to tell me a little bit more about this uh, This guy. Or the disturbing assault occurred last Monday in the Bronx, of course, where a 43-year-old woman was just minding her business, sitting on a bench on the subway platform when an unidentified man appeared and began chucking feces at her, striking her on the face and on the back of the head. <sighs> In what police are calling a, quote, unprovoked attack. You know, I don't know if we need to focus on the fact that it was the Bronx. I mean, this, you know, <laughs> excrement can be found in all five boroughs of the city. <laughs> yeah. I think we should uh, point that out. Mm-hmm. And probably you can identify which borough it was found in if you did a study of the poop, probably. The people on the Upper East Side would have a different kind of poop than, say, people living in Chelsea or downtown yeah, in the Battery or something Yeah, the quality like of poo does change from yeah. section to section. You're exactly. right. I yeah. suppose. But, you know, why, why turn your nose up over one and not the other, mm-hmm. I think? I just find it uh, that people have become so disgusting. You know, it used to be uh, somebody's messing with you out of the subway. They're throwing paper airplanes at you or spitballs. <laughs> right? The spitball is pretty disgusting, too. But right. that's a lot less disgusting than throwing feces around. And that uh, that is a very primitive kind of uh, animal thing to do. Don't animals uh, throw, like uh, monkeys especially, throw around their feces? Yes. Um, but But as we learned yesterday... The monkeys and the humans are being put together in scientific experiments hey, now. Hey, we're the monkeys. Yeah. Well, yeah, my my question would be, um, most of the time I've ever been in the subway in New York, mm-hmm. each car is pretty full yeah. of people. Right. How do you target which one you want to throw at? Well, this was on a subway platform, Bex, where this occurred. So still, it not- still, still, uh, still applies. I mean, yep. many of these platforms are loaded with people. If sure. you go down, for example, to the... Uh, you know, the subways in Italy, even in Midtown, mm-hmm. loads of people, right. loads of potential targets. How do you uh, how do you decide, you know what, that person looks like they could use some uh, human waste you know, thrown at them? Well, I don't know. It's similar to uh, some sort of mad serial killer picking off people with an M80 
mm. for no reason. Yeah, but just usually, randomly shooting people. But with your right? with your best uh, serial killers, there's usually some predatory you know type of code that they go on. You know, people that are you know, tossing excrement at each other. I don't know if they still have the same moral compass as a good old fashioned serial killer. And you're right. There should have been an exchange of excrement in this case. The well, woman should have just like gone ahead and chucked some right back at him. I, I'm surprised this didn't happen on the uh, the Sarasota County uh, transit uh, system. That's called SCAT. Yes. Which, uh, you know, yes. which I, I was like, why would anybody use that acronym <laughs> right. for a transportation? It sounds like you're going to be sitting in some feces when you get on that bus. Not a lot of thinking yeah. on that planning board when they came up with a name yeah. for that. You're right. No, but uh, subway systems uh, have uh, historically been dirty, disgusting places. Not only do you have the... Uh, you know, the, the, all the the dirt coming from the tracks, yeah. dusting up from the tracks. Like the tea in Boston is pretty filthy. Mm-hmm. But you know what, you know what the, the subway system that's actually clean and beautiful? The metro in Washington. Yes. Yeah, you I could, agree. You could lick the floors and not catch any communicable diseases in those things. Yeah, Toronto also has a very clean metro system. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the MARTA system in Atlanta is actually a fairly clean transportation system. Due to the, you know, being that it's in this major city where you would think that you would have all these dirty buses, but they're yeah. not. Yeah, well. if, you, if you want to catch the number two train, you got to go my, to New yeah, York, exactly. man. My, like- my favorite uh, New York City subway uh, bathroom incident was uh, last year. There was a guy, you probably saw this video, where a maintenance worker is mopping the floor in the <laughs> in the vestibule of the, you know, as people are coming down yeah. the ramp gotcha. into the subway station. Mm-hmm. And... uh He's got headphones on, the janitor guy. And all of a sudden, this other guy just picks himself up off this little stoop that he was sitting on, walks over to the bucket, pulls his pants down, and continues to crap inside the bucket. Yeah. Now, the janitor has no idea this is going on because he's <laughs> wiping. And all these people are walking by and go, Yo, man, he pooping in your bucket. And then he turns around and the guy, he's like, and he starts to fight him with the with the stick. And he's like, get off my bucket. What the hell are you doing? Can you imagine had he not, had he not been told that someone had uh, defiled his slop bucket and all of a sudden he's wiping the floors yeah, with, this, with this stained water? That's well, awful. Yeah. You'd have to do the whole thing all over again. I've not seen that video yet. And to answer your question about what do I do with my spare time, I'm going to be watching that video yeah. later on at home. And let me tell you, the citrus and mo- mop. And glow does not cover the scent. No, that's the mop and go is what that is. But that was disgusting. <laughs> it's eight seventeen with back Steve and Dave and Rock one hundred two. Rock one hundred two Springfield's classic rock. It's eight twenty three and Ozzy on Rock one hundred two. Fluffy little bunnies in the sky today with a high of forty one. Uh, tomorrow a glitter uh, glitter star hole in the sky with a high of forty two. <laughs> Fluffy little bunnies right now in 22 in downtown Springfield. I love a good fluffy bunny day. Hey, as if the subway poop story wasn't enough, I might as well get this one out of the way as well. You know, it's impossible to burp in space. When you burp on Earth, gravity keeps down the solids and liquids from the food you just ate, so only only the gas escapes from your mouth. In the absence of gravity, the gas cannot separate from the liquids and solids, so burping in space essentially turns into puking. Ew, jeez. Really? Oh, man. Getting all of the bodily function stories out of the way at once. All right, so what do you do with the zero gravity? I don't know. I mean, you know, that stuff's going to be flowing around space forever. Any any astronauts listening in right now? I don't know. Call us. The uh, the space vomit. Have you ever had space vomit? I have not. I remember going to the, uh, what was it, uh, 
the Air and Space Museum in, 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 in D.C. It's right? a great museum, by the way. It, it is, is a great museum. Yeah. And uh, I remember being there as a young boy of uh, eight years old. Uh, well, my sister went to college down there, and uh, hmm. we went into that Zarin Space Museum, and I got space ice cream. Oh. You ever have space ice cream? Is that, like, is that the ice cream of the future? Not Dippin' Dots, right? No, it's not Dippin' Dots. Oh, no, then. What is it? Uh, it's like a block of dried cream. Oh. It's just... It was. It's like a like a what do they call it? Neapolitan. Yeah. The strawberry, the chocolate, and the vanilla. Right. Yeah. And it was just like in a block, and you mm-hmm. open it up and you bite into it, and hmm. it's like biting into. I'm trying. To, it was almost like biting into a sponge, but with sugar in it. Okay. Right. You know. Yes. And uh, it wasn't bad. I liked it. As opposed to like palm olive in or, or something like that. Yeah. Or and dove. I, and I was like so cool. Went home, told all my friends, "Guess what I had? Space ice cream." And then uh, you find out from the science teacher. They don't eat that stuff in space. That's just a gimmick that they were selling at the. How the hell would she know? And why is she? Uh, why is she poo pooing your parade? Yeah, she was friends with uh, Christy McAuliffe. So oh, for Grant, how'd, oh. that, how'd that work out? Uh, didn't work out very well for her. <laughs> no, it didn't. Uh, we can move along to yeah, uh, something please, else here. Please, I mean, enough bodily function humor. Uh, the Texas Railroad Commission. Do you ever hear about this place? No. Uh, one primary race that's getting a lot of attention this year is the Texas Railroad Commission. Now, despite the name, the Railroad Commission hasn't had anything to do with the railroad since 2005. The agency's primary role is to regulate the energy industry in Texas. When the state's power grid failed during last year's winter freeze, some of that had to do with the natural gas infrastructure freezing. The Railroad Commission is responsible for regulating those companies that oversees all fossil fuel productions and pipelines in Texas. Now, there are three commissioners elected to staggered six-year terms. Only one seat is up for election this year, and that seat belongs to Chairman Wayne Christian. Christian is running for re-election. He's a Grammy-nominated gospel singer turned state representative. Nice. Ooh, I have all his albums. <laughs> the incumbent was recently accused of corruption. In December, he voted to approve a landfill project, overruling his staff's warning that it was too close to an aquifer. Three days later, he reportedly accepted a $100,000 campaign contribution from the group uh, building that landfill. Well, that's convenient. Uh, that's convenient. Christian faces uh, four Republican challengers in the March primary. One of the candidates gaining the most attention is Sarah Stonger, an oil and gas attorney. And last week, Stonger posted a now viral video showing the candidate semi-nude riding a pump jack. All right. I don't even know what a pump jack is. It's like, uh, I think it's like one of those oil rig things. Like 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 a derrick? Yeah, I guess we would call it a derrick. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Stonger says she's tried for years to get people interested in environmental issues facing the energy sector, and now people are listening. Okay, well. Listen. Uh, <laughs> Do we have a picture of this, by the Yeah, she's very hot. Okay. And, uh, you know, a hot chick on a pump jack can yes. tell me anything she wants. I ain't going to remember none of it. <laughs> well, just try to remember yeah. it on election day. But you'd vote for her, though. Yeah, I would. Stogger gained a lot of online support after posting the video, but she also lost the endorsement of the San Antonio Express News Editorial Board. The endorsement was switched to Dwayne Tipton from Kylene. Is it Kaleen, Texas? Kaleen. Kaleen. The uh, longtime oil and gas worker says his focus is on holding uh, energy producers accountable. Tom Solcom Jr. is an engineering uh, consultant who says he uh, will defend the state against liberal Democrats and protect the oil and gas industry. Uh, Also on the ballot is Marvin Sarge Summers. Unfortunately, Summers died in a car crash earlier this month while Hmm. campaigning in Midland. He may wind up getting uh, the most amount of votes. He might. Considering... (laughs) Who he would be running against. Well, I know we have to pose, the three of us, for some press photographs for this new radio show. Maybe we should pose on an oil derrick. I'm just nah, saying. We could. Well, I don't think we have any uh, pump jacks in the area, mm. but if we did. Oh, we got pump jacks. Yeah? Yeah. 
They yeah. called management here at Rock 102. <laughs> we got news next to Rock 102. 8.30. Back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It is time for news, and it is brought to you by your very good friends at Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. Time for news, and here's Dave Coombs. So, people all over the world, including here in Western Mass, continuing to show their support for Ukraine. UMass Amherst professor Anna Nagurney teaching a course this semester on humanitarian logistics, whatever the heck that is, and also healthcare. And in Zoom meetings, she's helping her colleagues at the Kiev School of Economics in Ukraine keep Ukraine supplies flowing. You know, supply chain has been an issue yep. all over the world. Obviously, now in war, they're going to have even bigger problems with supply chain issues. So, Anna Nagurney from UMass Amherst doing her part. Also helping uh, streaming refugees cared for and a plan for the survival of the old of the school itself, the Kiev School of Economics. So, good thing being done at UMass Amherst and in other places as well. You know, I, I read a thing because, you know, we were talking about it the other day mm-hmm. about, uh, you know, how people are trying to help uh, support the, uh, the Ukraine people. Mm-hmm. By uh, posting their various hilarious memes on the yes. on the internet, yes, uh, there is actually a list of organizations that will actually help the people in Ukraine, as opposed to you know you changing your profile picture to the Ukrainian flag. Mm-hmm. Things like uh, UNICEF, the UN Refugee Agency, the International Committee for the Red Cross, Doctors Without Borders, the International Rescue Committee—they are all looking for your help. So yeah. those are that's a good list of of, uh, of of places where you could donate your time your money, and your effort to actually help people. Well, and also <clears throat> closer to home, the Full Gospel Church in Westfield at 110 Union Street. They're seeking donations of non-perishable foods, medical supplies, money through cash transfer apps, and clothing, and they're getting quite a number of donations, so a good deed at the Full Gospel Church as well in Westfield. That's a good thing, then. Yeah. Hundreds of people protesting at MIT as well, and Mass Governor Charlie Baker, not quite committed to severing ties with Russian businesses, as other entities have been doing, including New York State under Governor Kathy Hochul. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not uh, about to criticize Charlie Baker over that because we don't really know, you know, what the financial ties uh, to these Russian companies, what you know, right. what they actually provide to this state. Right. He might be looking at this from uh, a purely economic uh, well, condition. We've are, we're, we're already you know kind of in a rut here with not having enough people working and, and all these other things. Why are you going to squash another economic leg of this state? Well, I mean, you could ask the question, you know, how many people are working in the state of Massachusetts for Russian-owned companies? Right. And are you, are you, are you looking to put people out of work as a result of it? I yeah. mean, if, you, if you're if you importing something from Russia and you say, yeah, I'm not sure I want to be drinking their vodka for a while, right. okay, well, maybe that's fine. Mm-hmm. But if it's if it's some other company and you and you've got Americans working for that company— you know, I mean, you don't want to put people out of work. You know what that's similar to, Bax? Some people won't eat food at Chick-fil-A because of some of the beliefs of the ownership of Chick-fil-A. Right. And other businesses like that have some political beliefs. My feeling is there are people working at the Chick-fil-A who have no knowledge of all that political business and are just looking to earn their wage. And so if you're going to cut off a place like Chick-fil-A or some other business that has political beliefs that you don't align with, you're cutting off somebody's ability to earn money. I I agree with that. And I also uh, think that these boycotts of businesses never really work because think about it. How many places have any one of us been into or anybody's been into 
that the business owner might have some uncouth practices that right. they do that you don't even know about, but you're like, man, this uh, this place is so delicious. Well, and, and yeah. w- one of my favorite phrases is, two things can be true in a given circumstance. Mm-hmm. The guy could have some horrible beliefs, but the people who work there well, don't. And you separate the art from the artist. Yes. That's how you do it. Uh, you can't, uh, you know, Chick-fil-A, I think, sucks anyway, regardless of whether they have uh, <laughs> yeah. anti-homosexual views or not. Right. I don't go. I, to, I don't go to Chick Fil A not because of the politics. I just don't want to sit in that line in the drive-through <laughs> in uh, in Chicken Bee for you know like twenty five cars deep for an overrated chicken sandwich. Yes, yeah. good points. All mm-hmm. oh. hey, go f yourself. That was what the now you, yeah. no. That was what the well maybe if you, I mean I mean you, I'm a little busy right now. Yeah, <laughs> we, we'll I excuse could, you if you want to go do that. Well, I, I'll be back in thirty seconds. <laughs> Uh, that was the phrase uh-huh. that was shouted out by those Ukrainian border guards. Mm-hmm. That was their response to the Russian warship that told them to, you know, throw down your weapons and give up. They said, go F yourself. And that went viral all over the world. And then they were bombed. Mm-hmm. And we thought they died. They didn't die, those guards who said, go F yourself. Were they, like, holed up in a bunker or something? Like, what is the deal? Because the story has been for the last five days that they were dead. They were defending their territory near the Snake Island in the Black Sea, and they refused to surrender their post to the Russian invaders. Mm. They said, go F yourself. And after that, the, the missiles were launched, mm-hmm. and we thought they died. But they didn't. According to the Ukraine Navy's Facebook post, who knew the Ukrainian Navy had a Facebook page, for Christ's sake, but I guess they do. We are poking Russia right now! <laughs> they say that the guards had been, quote, taken captive by Russian occupiers and are alive and well. Where is my Farmville? I cannot get Farmville. <laughs> they shut it off. What have you done with the super poke? <laughs> what is this metaverse thing you're talking about now? <laughs> They're a little behind the curve, I guess. Hey, Friendly's has opened its Friendly's Cafe, 291 East Main Street in Westfield. Following months of construction, the new location, not a traditional restaurant using wait staff, but runners instead. Runners will get you your food after you order it. Well, the, ir- the ironic part of this is that no one has ever run so much as a, as a slow jog in a Friendly's. That's true. That's why they called them wait staff mm-hmm. all along. Yeah, because you'll, you'll be, be waiting, waiting forever. <laughs> Well, I think we ought to go there, don't you? Try out the new Friendly's Cafe as a morning show. Uh, you know what, Dave? You go there, order us a fishamajig. We'll meet up with you in three weeks when it's ready, and we'll uh, we'll have a lunch together. You know, I, I've uh, I've said so many things about <laughs> Friendly's over the last uh, few years. I'm almost afraid to go back into one. You know, you guys are off. I, I can yeah. I can see somebody, and I'm not accusing any Friendly's or any particular uh, any one of their restaurants of of maybe doing this, but I can see. Maybe somebody, a manager, perhaps, uh, horking up a big luger in my fishamajig. I don't and, think uh, they yeah, do I can that. see it happening. You guys are see it happen. You guys are awfully bitter and dismissive. Thank God, I'm the glass half full guy over yeah, here. All right, whatever you I'm, say. I'm a, yeah. Well, anyway, th- Steve, I'm proving my point right there. Come on, man. Come with me to the Friendly's Cafe, gentlemen. Let's do a lunch. Again, I will invite you to go order for us, and we will meet you there in three yeah. weeks when it's ready. The problem with going to Friendly's, uh, Dave, and it's a good idea. Don't get me wrong. It's it's a solid idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve and I 
have uh, have obligations that go long after lunch, and we just don't have that <laughs> kind that. of time. We don't. We can't fit that into the schedule <laughs> yeah, today. I mean, if if we go for like a twelve o'clock lunch, you know, we have to be out of yeah. there by no earlier than 5 p.m. Yeah. And it's just not likely <laughs> oh, yeah. it'll be done by then. For the All pending birth that's going to occur, is that what you're suggesting or what? Uh, I ordered lunch. It's 3.45 now. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, sir. This is the early bird special. You get here before 11 a.m. It'll uh, be ready by 4. Uh, excuse me. I finished my meal two and a half hours ago. I'm waiting for the bill. Ye of little faith. Come on. Have it's some not, hope, it's, for Christ's it's, sake. It's not so much about little faith. It, it's about real life experience. Yeah, yeah. This is these are this is uh, this is our personal uh, Ukraine invasion. Yeah, you know when, right. when they come well, and try to take things away from then us. Then go after yourself is what I say. Yeah, that's what I say too. All right, so listen, we all need to go to the Target then in Holyoke, Hadley, or Enfield and apply for a new job because they're offering up twenty four bucks an hour for new hires at most of the Target stores. That's a bump from the universal starting wage of about 15 bucks an hour. Hmm. New jobs at Target. What are you pulling in now from here? Back's uh, $22, $23 an hour? Oh, no, no. I haven't cracked 1950 Oh, I'm uh, I'm uh, right about uh, 23 I, I'm paid a little bit more than you are. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah how'd that work out? Well, more talent, uh, more good looks. Uh, we need somebody to carry this place. Is the uh, red smock included in this uh, in this job? I, I, sure. Or do you have to wear your own red smock? I no. I think you get the full company attire. I mean, we don't have it. Rock One Hundred Two smocks. I like a good smock. When's yeah. the last time you wore a smock on a professional level? Uh, I have to be going back to my days in Syracuse when yeah. we were the flagship station for Syracuse basketball, and, and I every, wore a Syracuse basketball smock. Everyone wore a smock. Yes. Steve, mm-hmm. when was the last time you wore a smock? Uh, probably uh, eighth grade art class. Right. Mm-hmm. Was the we last need, time I wore a smock. We need, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to march upstairs after the show and demand that we get smocks. Wait a minute. Now, do chef's aprons count as smocks? Because I've worn those to do some barbecuing before. No, no, that's, no. that's an apron. That's an apron. This is a smock. Well, what's the difference between an apron and a smock? It's like halfway between an apron and a poncho is a smock. Isn't isn't a smock and it can't can't an apron be the one that you wear around, you know around your neck and it hangs you, down? The, what are you out of your mind? You ever, ever, ever it almost sounds like he's never seen a smock in his life. You've he's never like totally seen, smockless. <laughs> I am not smockless. I also wore a smock in art class, just like uh, Steve did. So I'm smock you right in the face <laughs> if you don't stop it. <laughs> All right, enough about Target. How about the businesses at the Cabotville Mill Building? They've been ordered to evacuate. Fifty-five businesses currently occupying that building in Chicopee mm. have to leave by the end of operations today. Chicopee, yes. Did your favor the. <laughs> Well, where are they going to go? These these businesses have nowhere to go. It's not like there are lots of apartment buildings or other commercial buildings available for rent what are you or talking lease. About? You got all that uh, business space in Holyoke at the, the Gateway City Arts Building. That whole place is empty yeah, on the other side of it. But any small business owner will <laughs> tell you it's all about location. And even though you know Holyoke would be a good, you know, business friendly location, it's like, yeah. well, wait a minute, I've been operating in this building for years, and now I suddenly have to. Pack up everything I got now with like no time mm-hmm. to, to a, do it. You can be a refugee into Holyoke. Well, we'll take your tired, your poor, your business list. 
Businesslessness. Business. How do you say that? Your businesslessness. That, 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 that thing. Yeah, we'll take them all. You can't expect Chicopee businesses to relocate to Holyoke, for Christ's sake. Why right not? It's right next right door. That's too far for some of these places. Roll right over the bridge. You're right there. They do have a month to get out, by the way, but they have to start ending their official operations in the building by end of business today. Yeah, that is a big pain in the ass mm-hmm. yeah it is uh depending on what kind of business you run maybe if you have like a small inventory type of place uh you know photography then they say there was a photography yeah. studio in yeah. there mm-hmm. i mean yes that's a lot to move all of that stuff to another space but if you had a retail space full of you know tons and tons of uh, widgets if you will yeah no what's so, a widget it's just a made-up product back <laughs> <laughs> Back to school reference. Back to school. That's it. Uh, By the way, they're being (laughs) ordered out of the Cabotville Mill building because of sprinklers gone bad and other inadequate fire suppression and alarm systems. Can you meet me for dinner tonight? After class. Oh, why don't you call me when you have no class? Maybe you can help me straighten up my Longfellow. All right, Rodney, and yeah. whoever the blonde chick was that was his co-star in that movie. The late Sally Kellerman who yes, just died. from MASH. Yes. When Wait, she no, 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 no. That's two different people. Sally Kellerman and no, 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 no. No, no, MASH, the movie he's talking about. The movie. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, I was talking about Loretta Swit because she just died. They both played the same Loretta character. Loretta Swit died? Is yeah, that right? Loretta Swit died last week. They both played Hot Lips Hulahan. Get out of here. You I know, know what? Loretta, Loretta Swit died. Are you kidding? They uh, did a remembrance tribute at the SAG Awards, but I missed the whole party, so I forgot all about it. Uh, by the way, Sally Kellerman naked in the shower in yeah, the movie mash. That was pretty good. Oh, oh yeah. No, 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 no. Loretta Swit is still alive at 84 years old. Sally Kellerman was Hot Lips Hulahan in the movie mash. Wait a second. With you know Donald yes. Sutherland. Yes. Well, and- you know what? Yes. Somebody screwed that up the other day because I swear to God it said Loretta Swit had died. No, no. She's, according to Wikipedia, which, as you know, never gives false information, she is still alive today at 84 years old. 84 young, spry years old. And I just found the story. Fans mistake Loretta Ah. Swit for Sally Kellerman. That's right. right. Because, and the story I was reading, they had a picture of Loretta Swit. And I said, and I was in my head going, wasn't that the lady from mm-hmm. uh, from uh, back to school? No, back. Oh yeah, yeah. I said, right. wasn't yeah. that the lady from back to school? And I'm thinking, no, no, no. They're talking about Loretta Swit on the show. And I did realize that that she was on the on the movie, but yeah, I was. I thought they were talking about the show. And, no. and sure enough, well, here you go. Yep, that's Sally a, Kellerman. Well, that's a horse of a dream. And you should watch the movie just to see Sally Kellerman naked in yeah, the shower. Yeah, that was a good part. Highs in the low 40s today. Some snow showers likely for this evening. Apparently, Bax is going to need some makeup for a photo shoot or something. He'll tell you about it coming up in a few minutes on Rock 102. Sham- Pearl Jam on Rock 102 with Bax, Steve, and Dave. Good morning. Uh, marshmallow fluff today with a high of 41. Tomorrow, rusty wagon wheel with a high of 42. It is uh, fluff right now in downtown Springfield in 24. I do like marshmallow fluff. I really do. What well, the rusty wagon wheel? I bet you like. That I too. like that too. I, if I if I knew what that was, I would be. I would love it. You just don't want to put your marshmallow fluff in the rusty wagon I'm wheel. Try to keep. Uh, I try to keep my things uh, apart from each other. I, I don't like marshmallow. Well, listen. I just found out you don't like watermelon either. I don't know. I don't, like who doesn't like watermelon? Got sick as a dog. 
eating it as a kid. Can't can't even stand the look of it, the smell of it, the taste of it. Hate watermelon. Hate the watermelon bubblicious gum. Hate anything that is watermelon. You know, Just the, don't like it. The best description I heard about you so far from mm. a listener was, uh, you're like the stepdad who makes you eat your vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had one of those growing up as a kid. A stepdad. A stepdad who, who made you eat your vegetables? And, and Yeah, and it was in this case, it was canned peas. Now, I'm okay with frozen peas. Mm. The canned peas are like... Like olive green mush. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I kind of like, like both. Yeah. Uh, I can I can deal. They're like almost interchangeable with me. I had to sit there at the table for an hour with uh, my stepdad, who wouldn't put up with it unless I ate my canned peas. And another piece of the puzzle yeah. falls into place. <laughs> yeah. Hey, here's the other piece. He was 37 years old at the time. <laughs> so uh, listen, I don't. Uh, you know, you know me. I, I don't like to. Uh, I don't like to brag. I don't like to. You know point the spotlight at uh, at my enormous greatness but i just uh, i just want to point out that the tomorrow uh around this time and i haven't said anything to you guys because i uh, you know i don't uh, it, it doesn't doesn't really affect you personally but um there will be a photographer coming in here to here tomorrow to do a little photo shoot mm-hmm. uh with me Ooh. uh for the marquette university alumni magazine go whoa what yeah. are you again during during the show yeah it'll be like around 9 30 ish okay or so mm-hmm. and uh yeah i mean it's, it's not i mean they're not it's that's it's, it's not a huge story it's a it's a blurb i got a blurb wait. and uh and a picture wait a second so they want to obviously highlight you because you're an alum alum yeah and, right now uh, and they're like look uh, you too can make fives of dollars with a degree from Marquette University. Yeah, but they don't need to know what I'm making. They don't need to know what kind of uh, kind of cheese I'm dragging in. No, but, but uh, so are they sending somebody from Wisconsin out here to take your picture? No. Or are they hiring somebody locally to take your picture? It, I believe what they're doing is they're hiring someone locally to take my picture. And again, only uh, and the only reason I know this is because it, they got a four one three phone number. So, yeah, someone local is going to come in here. And they're not fl- listen. They're not flying somebody all the way out from Wisconsin to do a blurb on me and then to take uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, candid shots of me doing my work. Hey, they might surprise you. They might send Marquette basketball coach Shaka Smart to come. Snap your phone. I would love to hang out. You know? I'd love to hang out with Shaka Smart mm-hmm. or Shaka Khan. I'd take either one of them. But I'm just, I uh, just want to let you guys know that uh, you know, tomorrow may uh, may be a little busy around here, and uh, I want to make sure that uh, you know they catch my my aura, and uh, you guys may just need to move out of the way. That's all, because <laughs> uh, I I don't want to I don't want all that shine to get all over you. <clears throat> or to you to get on my shine. Well, go, yeah. go Warriors or whatever the hell the new name they're, they're now of Marquette. The Golden Eagles. Oh now. yeah, because right. Warriors was, as you can imagine, yes. culturally offensive. Mm-hmm. Your uh, your future's so bright, you got to wear shades, Bax. That's what's that's, yeah, what's that's right on with you. It's uh, a Timbuktu, right? right. Timbuktu or whatever Timbuk the hell three, they were called. I think yeah. it was Timbuktu. <laughs> uh, that was uh, from a movie called. What the hell was that? They put it in the movie. Yes. It was I, a vampire movie. Yes. And I can't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. Vampire. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what I meant to say was, do you at least get a copy of the picture? Uh, I'll get a copy of the magazine when it arrives in my mailbox. 
How much uh, did you spend at this institution over the course of five years? Uh, five and a half. Five and a half Steve. years? Yeah. No, I didn't want to go too fast and learn too much too fast. But, uh, well, you know, at the time I walked out, with the time I walked out, I probably had a good $30,000 in debt. $30,000. Which by today's standards is is peanuts. But mm-hmm. if you want to go back 30 years, that was real money. Yes, but total, all, how much was the whole education? I've never really did the math. Well, how much was it a year? It was, about, at the time, it was about like 23000 a year. Okay, so you're talking maybe $100,000 at least. At to least. To go to this institution. Yes. For them to, what, 30, 40 years later, come out and say- uh, we want to give you a blurb. Yes, a blurb. I think that is cheapening up uh, the school. Well, now it costs you like fifty nine thousand dollars a year to go there. So you know, just to get a blurb, you know, at that point, you know, at that price point, you say, okay, you know what? Uh, thank you for my blurb. I very rare. I've never gotten a blurb. Dave, where did you go to college? Wesleyan in Middletown, Connecticut. Did they ever do a blurb on you? Did anybody no. reach out from the alum association? Nope. I'm I'm like a, a speck because there's lots of famous people that went to Wesley. Not that there aren't at Marquette. No, there were a few. But like Bradley Whitford yeah. was a classmate of mine. Not the uh, uh, rhythm guitar player no. for Aerosmith? No. Wait, the, the actor. Where was this place? Wesleyan. Where? Bel- Bill Belichick's college. In Connecticut? Middletown, Connecticut. Ah, okay. Hmm. All right. Um... And nobody has ever reached out to you over the years. No, God, no. They don't care. I, again, I'm 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 inconsequential because there are. I mean, again, first of all, I had a grade point average of probably two point. So did I, something. and I got a blurb. Yeah, I know. Well, that makes you more important. Than Listen, me. I drive through the town that my college is in every. Westfield Every day, State. Westfield State. Right. Mm-hmm. And I went there when it was Westfield State College, not Westfield State University. You should get a blurb. Yeah. No one has ever reached out from that organization going, hey, you're right in our backyard. You know you know what they do? They grease up like guys like Don Hummison and Mike Kanapik and Bo Sullivan. No. <laughs> like all those people. <laughs> you gra- you yeah. grab all three of those guys, you're going to need some extra grease. Absolutely. Go Owls, by the way, in the D3 National basketball tournament coming up Friday. We had sports. <laughs> <laughs> all I remember is carrying around a Keystone light with me on a campus all the time. That's what I, I, that's what I yeah. remember when I was at Marquette. Yeah. That's yeah. How For, drunk I might have been in those uh, five and a half years. For me, it was the Green Death. Half now, half and refer. Ooh, that's a good stuff. Yeah. That's real good stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're, they're they're doing a blurb on on the uh, the Mayflower Marathon. And uh so it and I'm I'm I I saw what they wrote. It's uh, adequate, and then tomorrow is going to be a little bit of uh, a little bit of uh, you know. I'm going to vogue it up tomorrow. Nice. Did, are they going to do a blurb on me? How I carried you through all of those uh, Mayflower marathons for the last ooh, 17 years? Or no, so? they're not because really? that would be that would be a fictional tale. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. oh disinformation coming from Marquette <laughs> University. Uh, by the way, the future's so bright. I got to wear shades from Timbuk Three. Was in Tommy Boy. When? I'm just uh, re- I'm, yeah, I'm no, reading it here. Yeah, right? I mean, but I think it, it's the kind of song that appeared in, in a number of films. It was also in the movie Dream a Little Dream. What was the vampire movie I was talking about? I can't find. I'm looking at the list of he was the movie he, soundtracks. He, he wound up being the kid in Dead Poet Society who shot himself. Oh, Robert Sean Leonard, and he was also in. He was the vampire okay. in that movie. Huh. I, we'll, we'll have to look it up. We'll look it up. It's uh, 8:59 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102.